0: Is there a desire in you to not just attend Revival, but live in Revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in Revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many Revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of Revival on a daily basis. My guest Matthew's on here tonight. We have an Aussie with us. Did I say that right? Aussie? Yeah. We have an Aussie with us. So, He's going to interview me, but before he gets in the driver's seat, I want him to tell us a bit about himself, about you and your wife, what you guys are doing, talk a little bit about the documentary, and then maybe share a little bit of your testimony for all the new viewers, the audio viewers, maybe they don't know you, Um, just give a
1: little bit about yourself. You might have to keep me on track with like three different, you know. Oh yeah, no worries. A little bit about us is um, 15 years ago, I was going to churches, singing songs, just like everybody else, and then people started falling over, kicking and screaming and manifesting demons Mm. in uh, the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. And uh, it started happening more and more, and then we'd even go to churches that had never seen deliverance before in their in history. Wow. And um, like one of them was a Salvation Army church, and I would just be singing the songs, and I'd look behind me, and someone would start manifesting a demon. They're starting to look weird. I'd lay my hands on it. The name of Jesus come out. Next thing you know, the pastor's kicking and screaming and demons. Mm. I didn't know it was a pastor. I just thought it was a person in the crowd, right? <laughs> so you
0: started to get the pastor to manifest.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then and next thing you know, the leaders are coming out to on and I'm looking at the people have demons mm. and you need to cast them out. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it kind of started. And then I um I went from um I didn't know how to make them manifest. Um I knew I like I started saying I would just start praying over someone praying in tongues in the name of Jesus, touching with your Holy Spirit, and I'd pray for like 25 minutes, hope that they manifest. I didn't mm. know that you could actually pull the demons out. Yeah, and make them surface. So for a lot of years, I was just like, um, doing accidental deliverance. Like I would be praying over someone and they would manifest and I, oh, it's a demon. Let's cast it out. But it was just once a month. Right. And then nothing for three months and then another time. And then, um, following people like, um, Derek Prince, uh, I started getting more intentional about it and actually, Hey, let's take people through deliverance. And then, um, instead of just targeting people with problems, I started thinking, you know what? So many people are manifesting demons. We should just take everyone through deliverance because people could say to you, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then at home, they got this serious porn yes. addiction or this serious like adultery thing going on. And they're not going to tell you to your face, but you take them through deliverance, the demons manifest. And then they're like, oh, my sin brought all these demons in. So I'm yeah. like, I, I stopped being like choosy on who we take through deliverance. And I was like, let's just take the whole church through deliverance. So when I preach in churches, I'm like, does everyone just want to go through Deliverance Come as a Come on, a, the whole a church. Team? Yeah, there's, a, there's actually a pastor on here from Canada right now. She's on the comments. And Lisa Heap, and we went to her church, did revival meetings, and the whole church got delivered. Everyone who needed it got delivered. And then her church tripled in size in like a week. It was like, it was like seven times the size in two weeks, her church. And they moved to a bigger building. Like it, it, was like, it was like expanded just out of Deliverance revival.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a massive need for it. I started similarly accidentally ended up experiencing deliverance and I think a lot of people watching are like well I've never seen a deliverance but it's like have you ever like you said went after the demon called the demon out by name demons are not just gonna jump out and be like here I am cast me out my name is Leviathan or anger or bitterness Like we have to actually call them out and so I love how you accidentally started seeing deliverance tell us a little bit about the documentary because tonight we're gonna try because the whole time you're talking I want to be like amen good word and shout you down but because we're recording for the documentary we're gonna try to not so even though I'm not saying anything, I'm shouting them down in my head, rocking my head. But tell us a little bit about this documentary that some of this footage pieces will be in. And then where are we going to be able to see it potentially in the future? Or what's the story on that? Yeah,
1: I mean, we're filming it right now. So Alexander Bagani, we spent a few hours with him in New York and he's in it. And uh, I asked him a lot of hard questions. And, you know, he's probably on here right now. And Alexander Bagani was like giving me some of the best questions, some of the best answers to the questions. That they were actually the same questions I often get asked, mm. but I wanted to hear his answers because he's got, you know, maybe he's had different experiences to me or studied different texts than me or studied some texts more than me. So basically, long story short, um, I started seeing people get delivered more and more and I thought we need to make a movie out of this. We need to make a, a documentary out of this. So we started just filming, we, we, uh, we got we caught up with Mike Signorelli he was leaving like about the same day we were leaving New York and then he landed in Miami the same day we landed in Miami and we said, well, let's just film you in Miami. So he brought out his team from Miami and we filmed with him mm. and now we're filming with you. And so, um, yeah, we've got all these Demon Slayers on there and so, um, you know, uh, Pure Flicks might take it, um, but if they don't, then, you know, there's, there's so many platforms that are going to want it like with all the high caliber Demon Slayers that have millions of followers online. Uh, there's going to be people kind of fighting over who gets to release it on their platform. Probably by the time it's finished. I mean, and
0: when do you think it'll be
1: finished? Yeah, it's the mean, golden question. I mean, I mean, under six months would be the goal. Mm-hmm. Under six months from now.
0: Awesome. And will this be you and your wife traveling, casting out demons? Is it footage? Is it documentary style teaching and interviews, or what's all, the format?
1: There's lots of interviews. Okay. There's lots of demons coming out of people. Um, And then there's lots of teaching for those that want to like, it's made for those that don't even believe in it, that are atheists that want to be convinced. And it's like, show me that it's real. And people who watch like ghost hunters and demonic shows that are about ghosts and demons, like they'll be drawn into it because they'll see the scary footage of the demons manifesting. Mm. Like we had one guy in Costa Rica where we spent eight months doing evangelism and um, deliverance training with missionaries And like literally he was so demonized, his eyes turned blood red. And we've got this close up video footage of his face. And it's already had over 10 million views on TikTok and millions on other platforms. And uh, you can see the demon talking and laughing through his eyes. And even like atheists that don't believe in deliverance are being convinced by this video and sharing it. So it's designed to convince people who don't believe. And then people who do believe, it's designed to teach them how to do it. Mm. Like, hey, this is how you get it out. This is why it came in. If you don't yeah. want to, if you don't want the demon to come in, don't keep feeding it. So it kind of, it's going to be like, it's going to be like hitting the non-Christian world, but also the Christian world. Like, hey, why aren't you doing this when Jesus spent thirty percent of his ministry doing it?
0: That's good. Okay, let me ask you one last question, and then I'll, I'm an interviewer, so I will have to stop here, and then I'll turn it over to you. You can ask <laughs> me the questions because this will end up turning into your interview here. Um, last question I want to ask: coming from Australia, the climate of deliverance of what is happening there versus. Deliverance in America. Now, we've been pushing hard for deliverance since the end of 2020, and we've done deliverances for the last 12 years, but like <laughs> everybody's talking about it, everybody's posting about it, and I love that. I'm glad to be a part of that. I'm glad that I was able to help spark some of the conversation yep. on a large platform for deliverance. What is your thoughts on America versus Australia when it comes to demonization, casting, it's a, it's a broad question, but casting yeah. out devils, is there a difference or is it pretty yeah. similar?
1: Yeah, so America's over like 330 million people and you've got like 52 states or however many states, 52. So um, I tend to think of it like many countries. Like when people say Americans are like this or Americans are like that, I kind of stop them and I say, well, you know, it varies from state to state. People in New York are not the same as the South yeah. and they're not the same in California as they are in the South and Alabama's different again. So it's like... Um, with the church world, what you're talking about now, um, you've got every kind of denomination here. You know, you've got the Southern Baptists and then you've got the Charismaniacs and then you've mm-hmm. got the biblical Charismani- um the good Charismatics that are biblical, that are Holy Spirit filled, that aren't too wacky. And then you've got the Pentecostals that are biblical and you've got some that are a little wacky. And it's kind of like, then you get these kind of like dead religious churches that, that are, you know, they don't even, you know, Aware, not even aware that God even heals or delivers anyone. So, uh, it's a broad spectrum. And then what we do see with leaders is we see a lot of pride. Mm. A leader could build a church of just 50 people and, and, and have a spirit of pride or a spirit of Leviathan, which is the king over pride. And next thing you know, they're like, I know everything. You can't teach me anything. And mm. you can only preach here if you agree with everything that I'm already teaching. Mm. And it's, there's no openness that maybe you have some revelation that they need that they don't have. So it's like the doors either open or close. But what I see God doing through um, these mediums online is, He's He's going straight from the person, straight into the person's living room with deliverance. Yes, it's like, well, if your pastor doesn't want it, you can get delivered online. So it's Come like on. the closed doors. There's other there's other doors. You know what I mean? So man closes the door, and God just opens another one.
0: Yeah, and I think for so long these religious leaders have been the doorkeepers of the church. They won't let deliverance in. But we found a side door, and that's the internet. We found we found a way in. So the pastors are like, oh, no, we can't stop it. I'm like, hey, if you can't beat us, join us. And they say, well, you need to stop talking about it so much. I'm like, well, if you start to, I'll stop. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of pastors that are mad about it. But I tell people this. The only two people in the Bible that were mad about deliverance were demons and religious people. like, uh, you don't want to be one of those categories. So, yeah, I, I think we massively need deliverance. I'm excited tonight to talk about deliverance. Make sure you guys are sharing this broadcast. Let's get this out to as many people as possible. We want to make sure that we really bring light to what the devil's doing. Expose the works of darkness, as the Bible says. So with that being said, you're in the driver's seat. We can just go through some of these interview questions and we'll just see what happens. Maybe we'll throw some humor in there. I know you want to throw some humor in, so we'll try to, you know, we'll keep it light and uh, just talk. It'll be good.
1: All right, what do you say to people who just say all you need is just inner healing or you need to just renew your mind and they don't do any rebuking ever of any spirit?
0: Yeah, I think so. The whole, well, I gotta be careful who I call out here. There's a large movement of inner healing and anti-deliverance, but the question is how did Jesus do it? And I kind of debated someone on this recently because they were like, well, you don't always have to cast out the devil. If there's a demon there, there's other ways to get it out. But if you look at the Bible, biblically, The way Jesus cast the demons out or got rid of demons was he drove them out. So there's no alternative. Uh, Medicine's not an alternative. Therapy's not an alternative. Counseling's not an alternative. And for for a long time, the church has substituted other things for deliverance. So you go to like the restaurant and you you went for your favorite meal and you go, hey, I want this. And they say, oh, we don't have that, but we'll substitute it for something else. And it's like, no, I came all the way here for this. And if I can't get this here, where am I gonna get it? And a lot of churches, It's like, man, if you can't get delivered at your church, if you can't get free at your church, where are these people going to go? And my heart is honestly broken at the amount of demonized people sitting in our churches and pastors and leaders that are not willing to confront darkness. But in John 10, the Bible says the hireling actually runs from the wolf. So like a sign that a pastor is a hireling is he runs from the battle instead of running towards the battle. So I think that I don't think there's a substitute for getting a demon out. I think there's a place for renewing the mind. I think there's a place for, obviously, repentance. I think there's a place where God can interheal you and wounds and scars and soul, all the stuff we talk about. But I think at the end of the day, if there's a demon there, you can't crucify the demon. Uh, You can't cast out the flesh. So you need to get delivered. You need to go through deliverance. And the model Jesus gave was not just I'm gonna fast until the demon leaves me, and that does happen, or I'm going to preach until the demon, or sit under anointed preaching until the demon leaves. Jesus told the disciples to go cast demons out of other people. So the biblical model for casting out demons is a believer casting out demons from a person. So outside of that, yes, God can move, but the way to get the demon out is through driving it out, is through deliverance. And we do that, of course, with our words. We do that with spiritual warfare. But I, but I I am worried that, the devil has substituted in the church deliverance for inner healing or for renewing of the mind or for sanctification. People say, oh, they don't need to get delivered. They just need to be sanctified. So it's going, okay, so if I get sanctified more, that voice telling me to take my life will disappear. If I get sanctified more, that anger and that bitterness will go. <laughs> float away. Yeah, it's just gonna, if you just, or or I'm gonna get in trouble here. It's okay. They, they say, oh, you just need to soak. You just need to soak in the presence of God. For six hours. Yeah, yeah, soak. And, and it, the
1: demon will float.
0: Yeah, and it's like, where was Jesus soaking? It's like, we're like this meat being marinated yeah. in like a bag it's like no we don't just soak we don't just marinate this is actually a contact ministry this is a violent ministry Paul says we're in a wrestling match and so I think it's necessary that we drive them out in Jesus name the way the disciples did so yeah I I get in in trouble for saying that because people like well you could also go to therapy but it's like ah did Jesus counsel demons out I see him driving them out
1: yeah and I guess this is a little controversial but it's the same with worship it's like People prophesy over worship is that as you sing, you know, yeah. everyone's, oh. everyone's going to be delivered in the audience. And it's like, I wish, I wish, yeah. because that would save us about 6,000 man hours. Yeah. Yeah. What are they just going to float away? Cause you hit a good chord.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a lot of like, we in the church, we always give these other ways of people being delivered that are easier. Like we pick the yeah. easy road. Can we
1: have the easy one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so
0: we're like, we don't want to wrestle. We don't want to <laughs> spend hours And anyone that does true deliverance. And guys, we have to stop saying this. Pastors, leaders watching, you have to stop saying deliverance should only take five minutes. Deliverance should only take three. It's like, who are you to say how long it's gonna take a demon to come out? And I often tell people, if you've been opening the door for 40 years to demonic spirits... Why is it you think in five minutes
2: they're going to instantly
0: leave you? And it has (laughs) to do with our generations, a a drive-through, Instagram, fast food, DoorDash generation that wants everything quick and now when biblically it's like not every demon is just going to come out in five minutes or five seconds. Uh, Some of these demons are extremely stubborn and especially when you have a lot of believers that are doing deliverance don't know their authority or they're not trained in deliverance or they've never done it. So I think it's a massive disservice to say when I do deliverance, it's five minutes. And every pastor that tells me that I'm like, show me a video.
1: Like I want to see,
0: and I've never seen a video yet. It's like, Oftentimes they'll get them to manifest, but the demon doesn't actually come out. Yeah,
1: and they just think it's come out. Or or one demon comes out and there's 32 others they're not aware of.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah. So we really believe in like full deliverance, making sure you go through one-on-one. And Mm -hmm. if we do mass deliverance, I tell people, hey, this doesn't mean you're fully delivered. You may need to go through a one-on-one session. And we're we're really trying to train people that it's not a quick drive-by, tap you on the head, fall over type of thing.
1: And we'd like to do a mass deliverance at the end of the teaching yeah, or or in the middle, whenever it kind of fits. we can pray the end for mass deliverance for sure. So that's everyone who's still on here. We're going to pray for a mass deliverance. And I've got Isaiah to agree to do something crazy that he's never done on his show Well, you're going to do
0: it, but I'm going to pray with you. I'm
1: going to do it because he doesn't know it's going to work. Yeah,
0: yeah. So can I tell him what we're going to
1: do? Yeah, we can do it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take authority over every single evil and unclean spirit through the internet and through the airways on, on every platform And command them to give up the exact number of how many are in each person. And then in the comments, you're just going to write the number that pops into your head, but you don't want to make it up. You don't want to give your an imagination. You want to give a real number, it should pop into your head. And so then I'm going to um, command them to submit and release the exact names of the demons that you need to be delivered from. And then we'll together take turns saving our voices, just rebuke every demon. And they'll be stubborn. Some will come out straight away. And some people might need to pull over, because you're going to be driving the car, and it's just going to go. <laughs>
2: deliverance you're drive.
1: You're going by. to start growling at the traffic lights and the police are going to pull you over because you're like making a scene. So the next question is, does the person being delivered have to want the demons to leave in order for them to leave?
0: So this is a controversial question, because I know people say, well, I've done deliverance?" and the person didn't want it?" In my mind, the devil and God both recognize free will. So if a person doesn't want to be delivered, I've wrestled for three hours, four hours, five hours. And the demon's like, she doesn't want me to leave or he doesn't want me to leave. And then we call the person back, you know, to tell the demon stop talking, call the person back my name. And the person's like, oh, I've been this way for so long. I don't know how I'll be without it. So if you're living your life, you're used to being anxious and you're used to being stressed out. You're used to being living in this, whether like one girl was a spirit of perfection. People have a hard time when those demons, because their demons are personalities. Like they're literally personalities in Matthew 12 that live inside of us. So when people lose a demon, they're actually losing a personality. So you say, oh, I have multiple personalities. All you're saying (laughs) is you have multiple demons. That's what you're saying. (laughs) So a lot of times people, and it's so weird and people watching this are going to be like, that doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how a lady could be abused by a guy for a year, two years, three years, physically, sexually, and verbally, and then they break up for a month, and then she goes back to him. And then she's abused for two more years, and Uh, then they break up for six months. I think it's called Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, it is. Where you fall in love with the person abusing you and your captor, and demons, in a weird, sick, disgusting, demonic, unclean, twisted way, cause people to fall in love with them. They actually convince people, and some people are manifesting right now as I say this, <laughs> but they convince people that you want me. You actually Ooh. like being this way. You like being dysfunctional. Yeah. You like, you don't you, they'll say this to you. You don't even know what it's like to not throw up after you eat. You don't even know what it's like to not cut yourself in the shower. Yeah. You don't even know what it's like to not be suicidal. You don't even know what it's like to not be religious and if if I leave you, you're going to lose a part of you. And so people do get this yeah. really weird connection with unclean spirits unknowingly. So when you're in there dealing with the demons, the person oftentimes doesn't even realize they're actually mm-hmm. they actually like the demon. This sounds yeah. so weird. And you know this because you've done like deliverance. We've had it's, it, it's like, like an abusive boyfriend.
1: We've had, we've had Leviathan say, I'm here to protect them. I protect them.
0: Yes. Yep. And some demons, too, I want to add into this, will actually say they're good. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm not bad. Yeah. I, I, I want the best. I help mm-hmm. them succeed. And, you know, you have these celebrities and people that have— demonic power so whether it's being good at instruments i met someone that was extremely good at every instrument because they asked a demon to come in them and help them do instruments and the demon did come in them and they were good at every instrument so they were like i don't want to be delivered because i'm going to lose my musical ability so the demon convinced them you need me and so these are these are real things there's demons that will come and cause someone to not age there's celebrities that literally 50 60 look like they're 30 and they've made contracts with the devil i had one girl One of the craziest deliverance literally told me that she made a contract with with a demon, and the demon came through a poster of Tupac in her bedroom. The poster started talking to her and saying, I want you to join the Illuminati. And whether this was real or not, this was her story. Mm-hmm. And the demon told her, you know, I'll give you beauty. I'll give you talent. You'll never age. And this girl was, I don't know, mid-20s. looked like she was like 18 still. But my, my point is, these demons do come. They come trick they deceive they promise power they promise authority they promise favor they promise blessing but we know the devil will use you up and throw you in a ditch when he's done with you he yeah. comes to still kill and destroy so yeah. in one way there are some demons that are seemingly like harmless like but at the same time like for example mm-hmm. there was a girl with the spirit of perfection and she gets straight a's and she has a great job and she's working for a fortune 500 company and this spirit told her like i'm gonna help you make everything in your life perfect and yeah. it did but it was, it was to a fault and it was a demon. She didn't want the demon to leave, She's like I've been I've been into perfection with her hair and her makeup everything perfection every way. She's like I've been this way my whole life. If the demon leaves me, I won't be this way. This so. is the
1: Hollywood deliverance.
0: No, no, this is somebody else.
1: Um, can you share that story without saying the name of the person?
0: Yeah. So we dealt with somebody that uh, was very is very high up in Hollywood, knows a lot of famous, and again, some of it's confidential, so I won't name all the names, but knows high level celebrities, you know, multi hundred million dollar business that me and my wife went and traveled and did deliverance on, and she was involved in, you know everything you can think of talking and moving fire and lifting up objects with her hand and all these demonic things. But she was basically telling me like all the stuff you hear in Hollywood. And I can't say some of it for, you know, for terms of service reasons, but the demonic stuff we hear about in Hollywood, she's like, it's all real. All these people are invoking demons. They're asking the devil for favor. Um, It's all real. And so we did a deliverance on her and now she's involved in a local church and she got radically saved through a YouTube video. She had, listen to this, a hundred thousand dollars. Worth of jewelry, hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry that was all demonic and symbols. Wow. She has a video which I wish some at some point we can get a hold of, and she showed me and my wife this video of her putting all the jewelry in a trash bag, closed the trash bag, and the trash bag was moving. It was. I, I'm not kidding. We saw this video. She has yeah. this video so demonic but again this is a testimony to demonic objects accursed items when you get to this level um you know and you start talking to people that say they've dedicated their lives to satan like i've dealt with people that are like i literally gave my life to satan i told satan fill my body and this is that high level when you get into the occult where you're actually invoking demons into you you're inviting them in and similarly to how we would invite the holy spirit in the more open we are and the more empty we are the more the holy spirit comes People literally empty themselves out, and they become so they become basically a shell for demonic spirits. They have thirty different personalities, forty personalities. So again, you know, these are when you get to that level where people are willingly opening themselves up to demons. Not probably yeah. most people listening to this, but there are some watching that are at that level. Yeah.
1: Now, what would you say to um, a pastor or a leader who's teaching people that it's a sin to talk to a demon and it's a sin to ask it a question because when the demon talks, you're making that person into a medium.
0: Yeah, so I always tell people it's not a conversation, it's an interrogation. If you look at Jesus the way he did deliverance, Jesus talked to demons. So if if you say it's a sin to talk to a demon, then you're saying when Jesus talked to the demon, I believe it was in Mark 5 or Mark 9, one of those, but when Jesus talked to the man at the tombs, I think it was Mark 5, Jesus was sinning because Jesus, the Bible says, was commanding the demon out. So Derek Prince says in the Greek it was, Come out, come out, come out. That's what the Greek text was. Mm -hmm. But the demon didn't come out. So the demon doesn't listen to Jesus and then Jesus says, what is your name? So a couple helpful reasons why we would talk to demons. Now, if you're talking to a demon and you're trying to get unnecessary information out you've talked too long if you're talking to a demon and you're you're intrigued by it you're enthralled and you start going off topic you're talking too long so for me if i'm going to talk to a demonic spirit i'm on topic it's only for the purpose of getting the demon out so i'm not sitting there going hey do you you know what are you doing in the neighborhood and where do you live i'm not asking all these unnecessary questions about the person's family or what happened i'm just asking why are you there What is your name? What is your legal right? Why won't you leave? When did you enter? So a couple helpful things would be the demon's that's talking will reveal other demons hiding. And if you guys know anything about deliverance, demons are cowards. They will in an instant tell on the other demons living in the person. So (laughs) oftentimes we'll say, you know, who's the chief demon? Who's the prince demon in that kingdom, in that person? Because demons run in gangs, they run in kingdoms and people. And so it might reveal there's an, there's a demon of suicide. You know, I might be talking to the spirit of lust and it might be saying, well, there's also a demon of suicide here. And if I leave, it has to leave too. Like they get they start turning on each other. When the fire gets turned on, all of them just, the cockroaches start running. When the lights turn on, you've heard it, cockroaches run. So they could also reveal how many demons are there. So you might say how many are there, and it might say 11, 12, 20, 30. Um, it might say there's a curse that needs to be broken. It might say why it won't leave. I've come to find that when you're doing deliverance, the demons biblically are being tormented. So they don't want to be there anymore. When you're getting de- doing deliverance, they want to leave. So oftentimes they will actually tell them themselves they'll maybe tell you objects they're attached to like we did deliverance on one girl and the demon said i'm attached to an object at her house it was a plate that came from africa so we did deliverance on her and when she got home she texts us and said that plate that was on my shelf While we were doing deliverance, fell off and shattered on the floor. So we were casting a demon out of her. The demon said, I'm attached to this plate. I don't know. And this is all a lot of it is a mystery to me. And when the demon came out, she went home. The plate was off the shelf, broken on the ground. So these things are spiritual. These things are mysteries. Um, They might tell you I'm attached to an object. They might tell you how long they've been there. They might give you their name, which helps with the function or their identity. Right. So if it's a spirit of confusion. Okay. Well, I know you're going to try to confuse me. If it's a spirit of anger, you're probably going to get violent. And, and there's a hundred thousand, you know, other demons and names that we can go into. But I think what's important that I want to note, even in this interview is deliverance is a great mystery. So for me to sit here and say, I'm a professional, I know everything. I Mm -hmm. don't, we're working in the spiritual realm, which can't be seen with the natural senses. So the fact that a demon can live inside of a body part like I've had demons say, I'm in their vocal cord. I'm in their right toe. It's like, what? And I want to laugh and be like, you're in their right toe. You know, but at the same time, it's a great mystery how a demon could embed itself into an actual body part. So these are not things that any of us know at all. Any, the, the hardest people to teach deliverance are people that say, I know, I know. When you try to tell them something, they go, I know, because none of us know everything. We're working in the spiritual realm. And so I think it's okay to talk to demons. Jesus did it. And if he did it, I think it's okay for us to, as long as we keep, keep some rules there.
1: Now, did demons tell the truth or do they lie in the Bible? A, the Bible, and B, how do we know if they're telling the truth or lying to us about how many and what are their names and things like that?
0: Yeah, so interestingly enough, when I started researching this of demons lying because everyone says we don't cast out devils, they just lie. We don't we don't deal with demons. We don't for sure we don't talk to them. And a lot of people that never do deliverance say that. And it's always like the advice comes from the stands. And I'm like, dude, get on the field before you try to give me advice on how to cast out devils when you've never done it. But a lot of them will say that unknowingly. If you go through the Bible, there's actually not one place in the entire Bible where a demon lied, which is crazy. Now, demons do lie. Let's be honest. They lie when they talk to us. But in the Bible, every time a demon spoke in terms of deliverance, they actually told the truth. They were like, "You're." The... in fact, they told the truth This will preach. I'm going to try not to preach here. But they told the truth so much, Jesus had to tell them to be quiet. And (laughs) then pastors say, oh, tell the demon to be quiet like Jesus in Mark 1. And the reason in Mark 1 why Jesus told the demon to be quiet was because it knew who he was before the religious people did. (laughs) Like it knew more about his deity than the religious people. And Jesus was like, be quiet because I don't want my identity to to be revealed by a demon. I want it to be revealed by not just my father, but by their own revelation. So in Mark one, Jesus did tell a demon to be quiet because it was revealing who he was, but no, there's nowhere in the scripture where a demon lies. Now, when I'm doing deliverance, I don't take much uh, truth from them. I just say, you must be honest, honest in Jesus name. And then we have the Holy Spirit who, if you don't know, I'm going to say something life-changing, knows everything. Like, he know, yeah, literally knows everything. So I will ask the Holy Spirit, was that a lie? And the Holy Spirit will tell me yes or no. It's, it's simple. And the, and the Holy Spirit's told me before he's lying, but I will tell you, oftentimes demons, I know people get mad at this. In the Bible, if you just go through the seven deliverances, specific um, ones Jesus did, they didn't ever lie to Jesus. Even when he said, what's your name? It said, Legion. Jesus didn't say, you're a lying spirit. Jesus cast the mm-hmm. demon out. It was legion. So yeah, I just tell them, be honest in Jesus' name. And then I ask the Holy Spirit, whatever they're telling me, I'm filtering it through the Holy Spirit. And when we're doing deliverance, we're hand in hand with the Holy Ghost. Like we're working with the Holy Spirit. He's our coworker. And when Jesus sent them in the Great Commission... He's our coworker, so we're working with him. And it's it's usually good. I, I don't usually have a time where I'm like, you're lying and fighting yeah. it. One time, let me share one story. One time I was casting out a demon and the demon wasn't listening, and so I didn't know what to do. So I started praying over, you know, finances and praying over I didn't know what to do. I'm like preach. So I started preaching to the person getting delivered. I was like, you know, Jesus died on the cross, and I've shared this before. He was on that hill of Golgotha, blah, blah, blah. I'm sharing the whole story of Jesus. And the demon said, don't tell me about Jesus. I was there when they crucified him. And I responded with, you're a lying spirit. And the Holy yeah. Spirit said, no, he was there when they crucified me. So I realized that these demons, they they haven't been here for only five years or 10 years. And our little Starbucks Carmel Macchiato churches are not going to be able to overcome them if we're just lukewarm. These demons have seen Men of God fall, emperors fall, kings, queens. They've been here for thousands of years and they're far more educated, far smarter than we are. But the one thing we do have is we have the name of Jesus over them. So yeah, interesting, because I thought the demon was lying and the Holy Spirit's like, actually he was there when they crucified me, which is pretty crazy. Wild.
1: So how can a Christian who has the Holy Spirit also have a demon?
0: Yeah, so this is a major question that we can probably go along on. We won't take a lot of time on it. But I tell people all the time, a Christian could have whatever they want. Like they say, a Christian can't have a demon. And I'm like, uh, what else can they not have? Are they not allowed to have a donut? Are they not allowed to have a coffee? Like a Christian can have whatever they want. (laughs) When you get saved, you don't all of a sudden get a license to live however you want and be protected. In fact, (laughs) God never protects people in disobedience. So if you open a door, like if I open my front door right now, I don't get to say, If a fly flies in, you're not allowed to fly in here because the door is open. A fly can come in, a wasp can come in, a rat can come in. If you leave the door open, stuff can come in, whether you're a Christian or not. So a couple things we have to ask ourselves. Number one, is there any scripture that says a Christian can't have a demon? Because at the end of the day, my stories or my experiences don't matter. What matters is what does the scripture say? So is there a place in scripture where the Bible says you can't a Christian can't have a demon? And the answer is no. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says a Christian can't have a demon. In fact, the Bible would point to and allude to the fact that deliverance is actually for Christians, actually for the believer. And then, and then let me also bring up another point. Deliverance would be pointless if Christians can't have demons. And the reason why I say that is, is if a Christian can't have a demon, all we need to do is get the person saved and automatically all the demons will leave making deliverance unnecessary. But the truth is in Acts chapter eight, Philip preached to them. He did miracles and he cast out demons. And it's like, Philip, why don't you just preach to them? Why are you even casting out demons? Just get them saved. But the, but the question, what, the answer is yes, absolutely believers can come under the power of a demon. If you look at the Greek word for what we translate possessed, And this is a very well-known teaching by many people. Uh, The the word possessed was not in the Greek. So they translated the Greek word to the English word called possessed, which means having ownership. But there's no Greek word for possessed. It just means to be under the power of a demon. So the oppression argument, the uh, oppression versus possession, Mm -hmm. I don't get into none of that. Mm -hmm. I just say they're demonized. And absolutely, if you look at Mark 139, Mm -hmm. Jesus went from synagogue to synagogue casting out demons. Mm -hmm. If you look at Acts chapter 8, the disciples were Mm -hmm. full of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter five, Ananias and Sapphira were filled with Satan. So in Acts four, they're full of the the Holy Spirit. In Acts five, they're full of Satan. And then the person might argue watching this saying, well, Ananias and Sapphira weren't Christian. And I'm gonna give you two clear ways we know they were Christian. Number one, what unbeliever do you know sold everything they have and gave half to the church? That's (laughs) number one. The the believers don't even do that. (laughs) That's number one. Okay, so, and then number two, this is the best argument for those that say Ananias and Sapphira weren't Christians. Number two is, When does God ever kill unbelievers in the New Testament? Never. So God doesn't kill unbelievers for lying to him because half the city would be dead. dead. (laughs) Unbelievers lie to to God and the Holy Spirit every day, and lie all the time. But yet God Mm -hmm. says, I'm gonna gonna kill these people because they lied to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So God's not out here killing unbelievers for lying. Obviously they were Christians. Matthew 12, Jesus says the demons come back seven times yeah. worse. So again, if this is for unbelievers, the demons would yeah. just come right back. And we can go on and on and on.
1: And the church was back then With the church was only for believers. They didn't try and evangelize lost people within the church. Yeah. It was out on the streets and they brought you into church when you were a believer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think from your experience, from my experience, I only do deliverance on believers and I've done deliverance as you have on pastors, on leaders, on all these Christian people. These are not like people that are like talking themselves on the side of the road. These are Mm -hmm. average, normal police officers, school teachers, people that work at Walmart, Starbucks, McDonald's, normal people that are coming for deliverance. And so absolutely. Even if you look at Galatians, Paul said, who cast an evil spell on you? It's like, wait, Paul, you didn't get the memo. Christians can't have spells put on them. Christians Mm -hmm. can't have demons Mm -hmm. yet. At the same time we see, Second uh, Corinthians eleven four. They had a different gospel, a different Jesus, and a different spirit. And then last mm-hmm. one, last verse I want to give for this is Second Timothy one seventeen. Two Christians, he says, God has not given a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So you guys have fear. Yeah. You guys are timid. That spirit didn't come from God. So you're a Christian with a spirit of fear, and it didn't come from God. Mm-hmm. So you, so is, is fear not a spirit? It is. Yeah. It is a spirit, and Christians have it. So yes, absolutely, a Christian mm-hmm. could have a demon. Well, how could the Holy Spirit? and mm-hmm. a demon live together they don't the holy spirit lives in your spirit you become alive in christ and your soul which is your mind will and emotion second thessalonians talks about this this is the place where demons live. The Bible also says nothing good lives in your flesh. So God does not live in the flesh. No. Uh, demons are able to also live in the flesh. So yeah, those are a couple of ways. Yes, de- Christians can have demons. No, yeah. a Christian can't be possessed. None of us teach that. None yeah. of us believe that. Christians cannot be owned by the devil, but they can be under the power of the devil.
1: Yeah, and you kind of touched on this as well as people love to put it put, be, be in like two categories. Like what's the difference between possessed and oppressed? Yeah. And then they have this whole teaching that Christians can't be possessed. They can only be oppressed. And they ask me these questions. They say, look, um, what are the two categories? And I'm like, there's not two categories. There's thousands of categories. You can have one demon, you can have 10 demons, you can have a hundred, you can have a thousand. So why are you trying to, uh, put it into two categories? It's like, it's like, and not only could you have a thousand, what are the types of demons that you have? Are they highly ranking ones or are they just mild ones? Like, you know, they're all different levels of evil. When he said seven can come back, he said seven more evil than each other, as in seven levels of evil, mm. as in anger, rage, murder, you know, all the levels of yeah. evil. So it's like there's not two categories. Yeah. You know, it's too simple. It's oversimple.
0: One of the saddest things happening right now in the church is pastors telling their congregation a Christian can't have a demon. Because let me show you what happens when you do this. A person in the church has a demon. Because the pastor telling you you can't have a demon doesn't change the fact you have one. So you still have it. You still have it. You come to your pastor. Think about this. You come to your pastor and you say, I have a demon. I'm, say, for example, spirit of suicide. I have thoughts of killing myself. And instead of the pastor saying, let's cast this out of you, the pastor says, well, maybe you're not a Christian. Like they put your salvation in question because their theology says a Christian can't have a demon. So if you have a demon you must not be a Christian. So instead of pointing our finger at the demon and saying, come out of this person, we point our finger at the person and say, well, maybe you're just not saved. And that is so sad that the person's salvation comes under question instead of the unclean spirit. And that is the (laughs) epidemic. That's the epidemic (laughs) in the church is we have pastors, their theology is keeping people in bondage and I'll go even farther and say, people are dying, physically dying because pastors aren't willing to proclaim there's freedom and deliverance for you. This is why Jesus came first, John. Jesus and yeah. Mark 1 cast out devils. Like you literally, and I've studied the Bible plenty, you can't even get through like two or three chapters of the Gospels without Jesus casting out demons. And I've always said like Mark one thirty nine says he went from synagogue to synagogue casting out demons. <laughs> and one day God told me, there's a thousand testimonies in that one verse. <laughs> like it literally says he went from synagogue to synagogue casting out demons. How many demons? How many people? There's a thousand testimonies in that one verse. And so if we're not careful, we might think, Oh, this is a secondary ministry. This is a side ministry. This is not. This is Mm -hmm. the ministry of Jesus to cast out devils, to threaten Satan's kingdom. So every pastor watching, stop being soft. Stop being soft. Get off the cruise ship. Get on the battleship. Stop being a jellyfish. Get some backbone. John 10, don't be a hireling. Don't be in this for money. Cast out demons. Your people need this. And they're longing for this. Again, I, I know I'm not supposed to be preaching here, but I get too fired up and excited. We definitely need deliverance badly in the church.
1: Yeah, and uh, people backslide if they don't have their demons cast out. Yep. If they've got spirits of addiction, it's like a hook and a fishing line and the devil's just pulling you straight back into yep. your old habits. So if somebody backslides, and I mean really backslides, like they go back into drugs, they sleep around with multiple people, they're swearing and cussing and using God's name in vain, And then a year or two later, they go, I'm going to come back to church again. Are they going to need to be delivered again?
0: I would say yes. In (laughs) fact, I would say every single person watching this should go through deliverance. Like, why not? I was thinking of this today. If you line up nine random people, or let's say 10 random people, in my opinion, from my experience, I could be wrong. This is my own opinion. This is not in the word of God. This is Isaiah's translation here, okay? I would say 10 people lined up, nine of them need deliverance. Honestly, if you just look at society where we're at, you just... And 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 pastors say no, and the pastors that would say probably not are are really out of touch with what people are going through. Yeah. Pastors say, Well, I don't ever deal with demons. Well, because no one goes to you, because they know you don't cast out devils. And <laughs> they're not gonna, like, you're not gonna help. Yeah, I've never taken my car to the dentist to get an oil change because the <laughs> dentist doesn't change oil. So I'm only gonna take my car to the car shop. And a lot of pastors are like, Well, people don't come to me for deliverance. I'm like, Yeah, because you just spend all your days golfing. Like they come to you for golfing lessons, but not deliverance. <laughs> so we desperately need people that would willingly say I'm gonna do deliverance and if you backslid or you've gone back to the world, just get delivered, just get free, go for deliverance. The absolute worst thing that can happen to you if you go for deliverance is you just don't have a demon. Like that's the worst. The best thing that can happen is you get delivered but at the end of the day, deliverance is just prayer. So like, should I go for prayer? Absolutely. And if you did backslide, it's likely there's critters on board because oftentimes demons will wait for somebody to do something stupid, specifically a Christian that yeah. they hate. And the demons hate you way more when you've served God and you backslide. So they're just waiting to jump in. So yeah, repeat deliverances are, are a real thing for whatever reason. And I definitely, and you and me are both voices for deliverance. One thing I wanna say as a voice of deliverance is we have to stop shaming people for repeat deliverance. Like our critics say, oh, I saw that girl in a video getting delivered before. So? Who cares? Go for more deliverance. I tell people, go get more deliverance. Get more freedom. I When I pray mass deliverance, I put my hands up and go, Lord, deliver me. Like, if there's anything there. Dude, if there's anything there, search me. If there's any critters on board, I want them off of me. I'm not prideful yeah. and arrogant. And then... You know, the heresy hunters make videos. Isaiah Salabar says he needs deliverance. Yes, all the time. Lord, deliver me. Jesus said the daily bread was deliver us from evil. That was the daily prayer. So one of Jesus's prayers was deliver us from evil daily. That was a daily prayer. So yes, we need deliverance. If somebody backslides, repeat deliverance is amazing. Maybe you got deliverance once, but not everything came out. Maybe you went back to the world, maybe you only did a twenty minute deliverance. Uh there's many reasons why you would need a repeat deliverance, but I'm I'm all for getting delivered. I'm never gonna say like, oh no, don't don't do that, blah,
1: blah, blah. How often would you recommend to go in for a session?
0: I mean I change my oil on my car every 3000 miles so it's no problem getting an oil change every few months. I would I would go through deliverance every couple months, every 6 months. It depends on how free you want to be. I mean if you're okay with if you're now listen, if you're not having any symptoms, right? There's no no overwhelming desires, no perverted thoughts being created, no nightmares, no and you're not having no symptoms, then hey, there's plenty of people we need to work on. Don't hit me up, right? Like you don't need to keep coming and coming and coming. But If there's symptoms and there's signs and there's things that are dragging you away there's voices there there's overwhelming desires perverted thoughts then go for deliverance but again i don't want to create people that are deliverance junkies that are addicted to deliverance like we're not addicted to deliverance we're addicted to the one that does the deliverances and the more we go next to him the more he reveals the impurities and the more we get free so i would recommend every few months and here's the thing once you learn how to do deliverance once your husband or wife knows, your wife could deliver you. You don't need Isaiah Saldivar. You don't need Apostle Pagani. You don't need Mike <laughs> Signorelli. Your wife could deliver you. So don't be afraid to deliver your kids. Like if you're out here in the chat and you watch these videos, you get trained, you should be able to do deliverance on your kid. It's like, it's not that bad. It's not that hard. So I would recommend, man, make sure that your wife, your spouse, your kids, train them up, train them up. So in case you need deliverance in the middle of the night, you don't have to go on the deliverance map. You can get delivered right there. Amen. I know my answers are long, by the way. I'm a preacher, so yeah, sorry. Well, you we, have to edit out all we, we the knew that We knew that. Yeah, you so have plenty of content okay. for you guys.
1: So um, if, if someone gets delivered, do their children automatically get delivered from generational curses, or do they still have to go through and deliver their three or four kids as well?
0: So that's a really good question. There's a lot of controversy to this. It's, it's a mystery to me, right? So I don't know fully. I'm trying to understand the whole generational thing because it seems to be some generational lines get skipped some kids don't have certain things generational curses and generational spirits ancestral spirits we'd call them are very um uh, how do i say it's complex so it's weird because i'll look at a family of three and one of the kids will have the spirit of anger that the dad had and one of the kids will have the spirit of suicide that the mom had and the third kid has nothing he's like an angel you're like this kid how did this kid come out of the same womb so it seems to be spirits don't always get passed down a hundred percent but If you do go through deliverance, I would recommend bringing your kids through deliverance. I I personally haven't seen where a a parent gets delivered. And again, this is my only experience, just my experience. I could be wrong on this. This could be somebody else has a better answer, but I have not seen where a parent gets delivered and then all of a sudden randomly all the kids get delivered at the same time. What I've come to see is once the parents gets delivered, it breaks the power of those demons and their kids, but the demon oftentimes still needs to be told when to leave. For example, I was doing deliverance on this kid and the demon wasn't leaving and we were praying and praying and praying. And the demon finally left. There was another demon that was stubborn. And we ended up talking to this demon and we're like, why haven't you left? And the demon just said, well, no one's told me to. Like it was just waiting for someone to tell it to. You've probably heard this before where a demon manifests and goes, just tell me to leave and I'll go. Cause it's like, it has to be, it's assignment has to be broken. (laughs) And in some weird way, I've had demons tell me I'll get in trouble if I leave them. Like there's a hierarchy, right? So there's like, Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. There's, there's a hierarchy, and these low-ranking demons that live in people mostly um, actually get in trouble in a weird way when they ha- when they break when they don't fulfill their assignment. So I think some demons are ready to go. And I always tell people this. Make yourself an un- uncomfortable house for demons. Like if you have the Wi-Fi turned on, if you have nice carpets, if you have food in the sh- in the fridge, the demons are gonna want to be there. But if you start fasting and praying, get the Wi. And I'm using symbolism here, obviously. Turn the Wi-Fi off. Stop feeding them. Make the house terrible. Break the windows. You know, remove all the mm-hmm. comforts. Some of you have made the demons so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I would live in you if I was a demon. I'm <laughs> like, dude, you're feeding me. I'm getting three hot meals a day. You know, you got high speed internet for me. You're just constantly feeding me movies and music i i would say make yourself an uncomfortable place starve the demons starve them out fast them out Uh, i remember when i got delivered i was like i made myself an uncomfortable place and they just wanted to come out my little sister delivered me in five minutes so sometimes if you make yourself an uncomfortable place the demons are like i'm ready to go and then someone just comes in in five minutes boom the demons all leave and we do see that happen and i I don't i don't want to make it seem like every deliverance is five hours some are five minutes depending if the person needs to be you know if their house is Comfortable or not, if you know what I'm saying. If you know, you know. If you know, you know.
1: Can you deliver yourself?
0: Yes, you can, but it's not biblical. I, and I hate saying that, but it's true. Biblically, there was no example where Jesus tells us to command the demons to come out of yourself. Have I seen God do it? Yes. I tried doing it on myself, and it didn't work. When I first got saved, I, it's, there's reasons I'll give you why, but biblically, a person should be casting a demon out of a person. Now, With that being said, let me preface it. God can do anything. God can deliver you instantly. God can deliver you in the night. God can deliver you in the morning. You can be in the drive-thru and God can deliver you. So we don't ever want to limit God. There's nothing impossible for God. So for me to say it's impossible for self-deliverance would be wrong. I've just seen it's highly ineffective if you're at that level where you have a lot of demons. So a couple things that could be hard in self-deliverance. Number one is the demons will manifest so you can't speak. Like if a demon's talking out of me, I can't say come out when it's trying to talk. So that could be one. Um, it's hard to discern a demon because you don't know if it's your thoughts or not because you're the one trying to do the deliverance. Mm-hmm. And nobody's there to pray you through. Mm-hmm. So James five sixteen says, if you confess your sins to one and another, there's, you know, God will forgive you and you'll be healed. But then it says the fervent prayer of the righteous man is powerful. So there's actual literal power mm-hmm. when I pray deliverance over you. Mm-hmm. So self-deliverance, if you're like an, on an Island and you can't get to anybody. Yeah. Yes, it works. But Hey, we have deliverance maps. We have ministries. We have online, we have deliverance mass deliverance mm-hmm. on video where literally people tell me on your live stream, I rewatched it and I got delivered while you were praying tonight. We're going to pray. But mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah, God can, but it, it's just not, I can't say here's the scripture because it's not biblical, but I have seen some fruit. So I'm like right in the middle on the self deliverance. What, what are your I'm, thoughts? On I'm on that? the
1: same as you. Um, you know, the Bible says freely you have received, freely you give to someone else. Good. So in um, in Jesus' culture, you you receive the benefit of deliverance, go and give it to 50 other people. Good. And so it doesn't say, yeah, yeah, go around delivering yourself all the time. Um, I was laying in bed in Canada once and I started guessing names of demons that I might have. And I had this... <laughs> That's
0: what you do late at yeah. night, just
1: the guessing game. You might find this interesting. <laughs> I had a dream when I was about 12, which is one of the most vivid ones I'd ever had. And I thought they were good angels and like these like five it just looked like human beings in linen glowing blue floated through the ceiling. And then, and then I felt what I thought was, you know, pure ecstasy, like happiness and joy, but it was probably kind of like when you take a drug ecstasy now that I'm looking back on it. But at the time it was like, I guess it was like a false born again type experience where I thought it was like angels from heaven. And the Bible does say like, um, the devil can literally appear before you as an angel of light and so what gave away that they were probably demons or fallen angels or whatever they were was um I had this weird moment where I grabbed one of them by the arm and I just said, um, can you um give me something to remember you by? And I didn't have anything in mind, but I just I just wanted something from it. It's like it was like, give me something. And so it drew on my arm and an Egyptian scarab beetle basically is what is what I thought it looked like. Wow. And so I thought I, I went to a deliverance person who was um kind of like knew a bit about it, but at the same time did a lot of fake deliverance where there was like, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a bug on your shoulder. Let me pull it off. And it was like a pretend deliverance. <laughs> pretend deliverance. So she did pretend deliverance on me and no demons left because she didn't really fully understand how to do it, but she knew a bit about it. And she said, I think it's an Egyptian demon. And she, she guessed a demon named ISIS, which is a, uh, one of the Egyptian demons. Mm-hmm. And so I'm laying in bed in Canada And, you know, I've been preaching the gospel for 10 years at this point, and um, I'm like guessing the names of Egyptian demons. And I said, in the name of Jesus, spirit of Ra come out. And there was not much response. And then I said, spirit of Osiris come out. And my whole body started buzzing, like weird buzzing feeling up and down my body. And so I just kept rebuking it for like 15, 20 minutes. And I believe that's when it left. But there was no coughing, there was no yawning, there was yeah. no obvious sign that it had left. It was just the buzzing severely reduced and then I think it stopped. Um, so that spirit eventually came out. And I'm literally telling this testimony at a um, house church in uh, Phoenix, actually. And there's this kid there who's about 12, so literally probably the age that I would have been, probably when Whoa. I had that dream. And the kid, the minute I said spirit of Osiris, his whole body started buzzing. Wow. So some demons don't, um, do the typical manifestation. Like I say, the most common thing is pressure in the stomach At the most, number one, most common manifestation is pressure coming up to the chest mm-hmm. and then moving weird feelings in your body, like dizziness and spinning in the head. But, um, buzzing I find is extremely rare. I find one in 50 deliverance. They go, my legs are buzzing. I feel buzzing, uh, like electricity in my body. And so um, certain demons manifest in different ways. And Mm. one I told you earlier is if we're rebuking demons tonight and you start feeling burning fire just suddenly appear in your stomach and chest, I have personally found that to be a spirit of Molech, which um, comes in through either abortion or generational human sacrifice. Wow. So like some ancestors were doing human sacrifice. And so that brings in a spirit of Molech. And also Lilith likes Molech. They work together Yeah. if you've had that demon come up.
0: I've had I had this lady we were doing deliverance on when you say that I thought about it and she was a children's pastor of the church and we actually took an entire church pastor leadership, like 30 of them through deliverance. So these were all pastors we were doing deliverance on. And I know a lot of religious people are gonna hate that. They're like, what, you delivered a Christian? Yes. And uh, she was, ma- her nose was flaring up and I was like, what is this lady doing? She was manifesting. I'm like, what is this lady doing? And her nose is flaring. And she starts putting her hands like horns. And I'm like, what is she doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought, okay, demon horns, right? She's Because mm-hmm. she was full on manifesting. Like, this wasn't her. It was a demon. So her nose is like flaring in a way you really couldn't make your nose like flared up. And then she's doing these horns. And I'm like, oh, it's like, a, de- it's Satan, right? It's a, it's a demonic spirit. And then she sits forward and starts rubbing her foot like this on the carpet. Like, she was going to like rush me or something. And the spirit's name was actually bull. It was a spirit of bull. And she, then I was like, She's flaring her nose, she's making horns, <laughs> yeah, and she's do literally doing the bull thrash, where you know the bulls yep. before they charge, they do that? Yep. So, and I've had, like I had a lady, we, we talked about in the Come Out in Jesus Name documentary, she had a, a bird spirit, and she was deathly afraid of birds. And yep. she was, you know, flapping like a bird during the deliverance. It's really weird how yep. these demons actually take for, take our body and make us do what they are. And again, like I said, anger, bitterness, um, lust, and if you deal with like a spirit of perversion, which I know there's a lot of kids watching, Yeah they'll do perverted things. So this is why I will never do deliverance on females without other females in the room, uh, a group of females. Like I won't just one-on-one. And one pastor called me, said, hey, we have one of our pastors, female. She doesn't want anyone in the room but you. Um, It's a special circumstance, please. And we are in North Carolina. I was like, I will not do any deliverance because I, number one, I know if anything ever happened, it's her word versus mine. I'm not getting caught in that. But number two, Some of these sexual demons are sexual and they do sexual things. And so I don't want to be touching you. I don't want to be dealing with that because these things are really dark. They're perverted. I've looked at people's faces as it's contorted. I've seen eyes go completely black. This will strike unbelief in you. I've seen teeth go super, get super sharp physically. And you're like, how could eyes turn completely black? How could teeth go sharp? How could people Mm. levitate? The spiritual realm has a way of invading the natural realm, transcending from just being a spiritual thing. And this is why I think it's good that atheists, unbelievers see deliverance, because physically something's happening there. I've seen people crawl up a wall. It's like, how could you crawl up a wall? I've seen it, demons do these things. And so some of these things, I had one lady go on all fours, upside down like a spider and contort her head upside down. And I'm like, how? Mm -hmm. Physically, that's Mm -hmm. impossible. And this was a normal business lady 20 minutes ago, and now she's an inverted <laughs> spider, like crying at me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but these demons do these crazy things that when you start getting in it, you're like, this is real. Yep. This is
1: happening. You know. One of the types of deliverances that I find the most interesting, and I think this is going to resonate with you, is when the demon starts giving the person visions of what their ancestors did thousands of mm, years ago. Yeah. And they, they say, I'm seeing a sacrifice. I'm seeing this. Yep. I'm seeing that. And next thing you know, you've been taken on a journey of like five thousand years of their exact ancestors' yep. stories and what they were doing a long time ago in these ancient places, worshiping these ancient gods.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had one little girl that we were doing deliverance on. Well, she was about twelve, but her mom was there. You know, if we have young people, their parents need to be there for a bunch of reasons. But we were praying for her, and there was a generate. She kept saying, "I always have thoughts of killing people. I always have thoughts of when my mom's driving, grabbing the wheel." And she's twelve, like sweet little girl. Like no, no twelve year olds out there trying to kill people unless it's a demon. So she's having nonstop thoughts of wanting to kill her family. Normal girl, you know, the church would have told her she's crazy. She needs to go Mm -hmm. on meds. They would have medicated her. We start doing deliverance, and the demon speaks out and says, I'm the generational curse of um, murder, and seven generations ago, blah, 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 this thing happened. Well, it checked out. Her mom said, Mm -hmm. yes, there's a story. Her mom said, we didn't ever really know about it much, but there's this, like, story that's been passed down in our family to where this uncle in the family killed his whole family. And here you have a little girl. Think about this. Seven generations later, a little girl, 12 years old, now has a spirit of murder because of a generational curse from seven mm-hmm. generations ago that her mom said, yeah, we thought it was just like a story in the family. Like, hey, we had an mm-hmm. uncle who killed his whole family, seven generations. But this demon was there tormenting this little girl. And so, again, my heart, I, I'll, I'll say what I said starting. My heart breaks, and I get emotional talking about but my heart breaks for the millions of people that don't know about this, that are struggling in yeah. silence, that are just fighting and fighting. And I look at Luke no. 13 where Jesus goes, you untie your donkeys on the Sabbath, but you're mad that I untied this woman. And he says, doesn't she deserve to be loosed? Like, yeah. don't, don't, doesn't your family deserve to be free? Yes. And that's really why this documentary is being made, why we preach this. The world deserves this. They deserve to be able to get free by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And it's actually sad that so many people watching, friends and family are dying, are suicidal, are depressed, or anxious when we literally have the answer. We have the power of the Holy Spirit we have the authority of Jesus and so man my i move with compassion everything i do with deliverance is motivated by compassion because i my heart actually breaks for all these people that don't know they have demons yeah they just yeah. don't know they need freedom
1: yeah you might you might resonate with this as well sometimes we're in an airbnb and like we're we've already been doing ministry for like a week straight we're exhausted and we'll get a call or a text and it'll be like, you know, I'm being tormented. The voices that mm. are blaspheming God in, in my head, they're doing this, that, and the other. I mean, you can name all the things the demons are doing, right? Literally raping them in the yep. middle of the yep. night, which which I have found always to be either succubus or incubus yeah. when they can actually feel the attack coming sexually. And so, um, you know, we'll be in an Airbnb trying to have a holiday and I'm like, I got to help this woman. Like, this is pause the romantic date to my wife. I'm like, let's just deliver this lady. And we're on the phone for the next two hours. And, yes. and then, and then I'm on there going, no, you listen to me, Jezebel. Yeah. <laughs> you listen <laughs> on the to phone me. With Jezebel, wife. Hey, Who are you talking to Jezebel? <laughs> next one. I'm a spirit of Lucifer. And I'm like, you spirit of Lucifer, you Satan, you come out and Jesus. Name. Next thing you know, we're walking out of the Airbnb and like the owner's looking at me and her and there's no one else. And he's like that guy's just been calling his wife all night a demon a devil a a, a jezebel a lilith like he's so abusive like judging me because like there's only the two of us and i'm screaming at the top of my lungs and you're not supposed to scream at the top of your lungs when you do deliverance yeah if if people do that when i'm training i say hey you're gonna lose your voice in five minutes the demon's still gonna be there yeah so i say never scream but sometimes you get so it feels like it works
0: though (laughs) sometimes when i'm screaming i'm like it just feels like it works and and i'll I'll push back on that as well i i agree with you because i'm like i don't like losing my voice but the same time I'll tell my kids like and I didn't really start learning this until I started having kids and I have four now and like I should probably stop at some point but we'll probably have 10 <laughs> but I'll tell the de- I'll tell my kids like go clean your room and they don't listen and demons really are like kids in a lot of ways and I'll be like go clean your room and they don't listen go and at some point it's like okay I've tried yeah. calmly yeah. I have I've tried and like when I'm doing deliverance I start calm I really do but then at some point it's like go clean your room and they're like okay I'll go because the intensity of your voice yeah. like it, it um it communicates yeah. seriousness yeah so like I have this thing where when I'm casting out demons and I'm sitting down, and and people that do deliverance with me, I did deliverance last week and I did this, and they know what's going to happen if I do this. But it's like I'm sitting down. We always start sitting down, and we always end up like either wrestling around or whatever. But I'll start calm, I'll start quiet, and I'm like, come out, come out. And then when I get to the point where I'm so annoyed and irritated that the demon won't leave, I I stand up. I'm like, if I stand up and you're still sitting and I'm we're going to war here because I'm not I'm tired of dealing with you. We've been wrestling for an hour and then I'll just start. I said, come out, and I'll start yelling. And I know like theoretically you don't have to yell but sometimes there are demons that are so stubborn that I'm like raising your voice just maybe it just feels like it works but I know Don Dickerman told me like you don't need to yell I'm like ah sometimes I like to so one of of
1: the common mistakes that people make is they just talk too soft and the funny thing is Canada is like the most polite country on earth yes and my wife's Canadian for those who don't know and uh her as well as everyone almost in Canada, I had to stop saying to them like, "Don't say please or thank you. It's a demon." <laughs> it's a demon. Um, they would, they would, they would, they would like keep saying sorry after coughing out demons, and I'd be like, "It's it, it's evil. It wants to kill you. We're not saying please, thank you, or sorry. We're saying." Get out in Jesus' name. And after a while, I'm like, I think God sent me as an Australian to Canada because they don't know how to deliver because they're yeah. so polite That's to demons so so sorry to the demons this. weren't really responding to the Canadians and they were like, can you please come out? No, stop saying please. It's an evil demon. It wants to kill you. Command it to come out. And um, I've had people that I've I told my wife about seven times, I'm like, you're speaking too nicely. Yeah. Um, get angry at it. Like, don't scream your head off, but speak with authority. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, come out. And she's like, I've never spoken to anyone like that before. Yeah. i like, well, it's time to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: funny too, because I remember being delivered and it's good to go through deliverance because when you do it, you know what it's like because you've gone through it. Yeah. But I remember in my head when my sister was praying, like when she would say, come out to a certain spirit in my head, I was like, yes. Like when she said that I felt it respond. So oftentimes like, yeah, man, we have to drive them out. Like if we think of deliverance as a wrestling match, which it is, yeah. Yes, there's times where wrestling is calm, but it's a violent sport. It's a yeah. slamming you on your back, I'm holding you down, then you slam me on my back. Now you're holding me down and we're wrestling. It's like somebody's gonna pin somebody and I'm not losing this. Yeah. So I'm gonna So yeah, I know I know the teaching of like be calm and don't. And I've had guys that are more seasoned that have done tens of thousands, they're like, You don't need to yell, but it's like, hey dude, I'm half Hispanic, half Italian, half Chihuahua. <laughs> <to> like <laughs> just let me yell if I wanna yell. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes I feel like the point just doesn't get across, but yeah, I, yeah, totally.
1: But, but usually the main problem, we're usually getting people to speak a little louder because it's usually like a little polite. Yeah. Yeah. And, um,
0: some, okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. This is off topic. I know you're supposed no, to be. That's right. We'll, we'll have a break
1: from the interview. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we're editing all this too. So you guys can use whatever you want to use. Um, this is so funny. Do you ever feel bad at times? Cause there's times where the demons like crying and they're like, please. And they like, I've had one moment where I was like, yeah, Poor I demon. kind of feel bad of like this thing because you're really, you're evicting them from their home. Like yeah. they live there and some of them are like, <laughs> like a spirit of religion. It's not necessarily like really that, like going to kill you, but I don't know. I've had times where I'm like, a part of me feels bad, but then the next second I'm like, I right, come out in Jesus name. But really yeah. there's times where they are sad. Like, have you ever had a yeah. demon yeah. cry yeah. and be like, so I a really spirit, don't want to go. There's a
1: spirit called sorrow, a spirit called grief. Yes. And That's what I'm talking there's about. another one called sadness. So there's three sad spirits. And then we have one type of deliverance that we call the wailer where the person just starts wailing. Yes. And so it's usually the demon crying. And so when, when we're teaching deliverance, we teach people, listen, don't get in your car and drive home when people start screaming because here's the deal. It's like a little child having a tantrum because it yes. can't get the candy that it wants. So don't don't drive home just because a child is having a tantrum. So why would you be any different because in little evil spirits having a little tantrum? I don't want to come out. Yep. So we teach people, all screaming is, is a demon tantrum. Mm. It doesn't want to come out and it has to come out. Now, as opposed, as to what you said, do you ever feel sorry for him? When I was a little earlier on in it and uh, they would start to cry and please, I had one that, I've had a few pleading with yes,
0: me. Yes, I'll do anything. Let
1: Don't cast me out. I have nowhere to go. And then I've had ones with a bit of, um, Oh, what's the word, a bit of sass. Well, where am I going to go? Well, what am I? Su- what am I supposed to do when I come out? Do and there was one I got so sick of it not coming out. I mean, this is kind of a funny thing to talk about, but I was like, I was like, at the point where I just wanted it out of the person so bad, I was like, I'll tell you what, you can go into a horse. <laughs> and then it was, and then it was asking me where, where is the horse? And I, and I and I was like, well, there's a farm, Dude, if, and I'm giving it directions. I'm giving it directions. I'm going 45 Dude, minutes south. There's some really nice valleys and farms, and I'm negotiating with it. If you will leave this person, there's some really nice horses you can graze and run in the sun. You have a happy life there. Just do it. Just go. I just wanted it out. Like the horses, the, 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 whatever. It's not a person. I'm and then sweating. the other You're joke, the other joke, the other joke we have is, well, um, if they if they potentially going to try and harass somebody else, why don't we just tell them to go into like Bill Gates? And so we. Ha- we have this we have this running joke where we're like, I command you to possess and torment Bill Gates and you go into Trudeau and we have these we have these running jokes of telling the dude de- we don't actually do that by the way. Dude, we don't actually dude, do I'm that. Sweating. We, I'm just, sweating. we just joke about it. <laughs> I was in um Gates. I was in this one city in Australia called I'm crying, Adelaide. Oh, I, was I'm in, I was in this one city called Adelaide and the girl's manifesting a demon and this <laughs> religious pastor comes in and goes goes, Does she have the Holy Spirit? And we said, well, probably. She's kind of a Christian. She's kind of a compromising Christian. She might have the Holy Spirit. None of us can see. We don't have our X-ray sunglasses on. Let me go and get my X-ray sunglasses on and check if she has the Holy Spirit. And he's like, well, if she has the Holy Spirit, she can't possibly have a demon. And I'm just like, I could just oh. see the pride emanating from his teaching. And I'm just like, dude, I kind of lost it with this guy. And it's, I was in his church but I'd ask permission to use the building from somebody else. And so I was like, are you, are you, are you blind? Like, look, open your eyes, man. She's manifesting a demon. Let's worry about how many Holy spirit Where she has the Holy spirit later. Now this is the funny part. She kicks off her shoe and my friend doesn't like the fact that the demon is getting, getting its way. So my friend, Adam, he turns around and he goes, I command you before you come out, you put back that shoe. You put the, you put the shoe back on her foot. And I'm really not expecting anything to happen, and the demon's totally in control at this moment of her body, which doesn't mean it owns her, it's just because it's manifesting, so it's surfaced, it's all the way up, so it's at the surface. And it it grabs the shoe while reluctantly growling, and it starts tying the laces (laughs) of his shoe and going... (laughs) (laughs) And then the joke after that was, yeah, before you come out, you clean my whole house, you (laughs) demons. And then, and then friends come over and they're like, why is your maid always growl? <laughs> well, yeah, oh, before we cast it out, we put it to work, you know, but I'm dying. That you was- said
0: you wanted some humor in this. So here we go. We got it. I'll tell you a story. I had a friend of mine we're telling funny stories and we'll go back to the interview here, but I had a friend of mine that was doing deliverance with like a famous, well-known evangelist. So they're in this prayer line. This is a true story. They're in a church. I've never told this online, but it's funny. They're in this church. They're in the prayer line. And there's this, uh, how do I say this without being too rude here? A large man, a very large, his territory was expanded. He was a mega church right? If we're all temples of the Holy Ghost, this guy was a mega church. So he was a large guy. And my friend's, my friend's praying with this evangelist. So he's like shadowing him. He's catching for whatever for him. And the evangelist is like, hey, you know, what do you need prayer for, man? And the man's like, oh, I have the spirit of you know, like gluttony. Like I eat, I eat, I overeat all the time and like I'm a really bad overeater. So he's like, okay, let's pray. So he starts praying. I command the spirit of gluttony to come out and the spirit's like, Rah, I'm gluttony. And the, the spirit's full on manifesting and the guy's like, come out. What is your name? He's like, gluttony, you know, talking about how he wants to make the man eat food. And the guy says, come out in Jesus name. And the demon goes, I'll come out for a cookie. <laughs> he literally said, I'll come out for a cookie. He told the guy that so i told the guy shirt. from now on when you're on the prayer line you need to have a pack of oreos Ready with you every time yeah the spirit <laughs> of gluttony said i'll come out for a cookie i died when this guy told me the story i was dying i'm like someone said mega church i was dying when he said i'll come out for a cookie but yeah i don't have a ton of funny stories from deliverance there yeah. are times where because i won't like of course we won't laugh during deliverance and those of you that are like this is so wrong but we won't laugh during the deliverance but there's times where it's like really hard because demons sometimes they just say the dumbest stuff yeah like the things. demons literally say some stuff they say I'm like you are so yeah. dumb to even think that but yeah they'll have they'll have weird things and like there's times where my team i could tell they're trying not to laugh and i'm like don't yeah. laugh because we don't want to ever like laugh uh, and make right. them think we're weak so it's like we always have to keep a straight face and then later we're like right. dude i i was having a hard time not laughing because some of the stuff they say they're yeah. they're like little kids they just that's say dumb funny stuff. that
1: you do that because what we do is we'll laugh all of us right in the middle of the oh, deliverance really? <laughs> for like for like five minutes straight <laughs> And, and then and, well, and then after the laughing, like I'll turn to the church that, that I'm in and I'll say, guys, you can either laugh or you can cry. Yeah. So I choose to laugh. Yeah, like, yeah
0: I always am like, if I laugh, it's going to show that I'm weak, you know, and really? they're already like, you're never going to cast me out. I've been here for a thousand years. And so I'm always like trying to flex on them and be like, yeah. I'm stronger than you quoting yeah. scripture. So I feel like if I laugh, they're going to be like, well, oh, he- here's weak. my
1: revelation to you. They still come out. After you've laughed at them. Yeah, yeah. They still come out. Yeah, for sure. That's my my understanding so far. That you, Because that, I always say you can either laugh or you can cry, and then we get back into the deliverance. The other one that was semi-funny semi was um, I was trying to find out how these particular Viking demons came into this girl, and they had come into the father. And um, they were saying kind of really quite interesting funny things, and they were saying things like, um, he's our friend. We like him. And even in the girl, the daughter, they were like, oh, we like her. She's fun. And she's like a really funny, fun person. And they're like, we like being in her. She's fun. (laughs) And uh, so we're we're trying to find out how they got in. And I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I'm getting all serious. And I'm just like, how did you Viking spirits get here? And I'm meaning like, was there a human sacrifice? Was there a murder? And the thing just looks at me like a bit of a clown. And it goes, we came here on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) We came on a boat. And then I realized his ancestors immigrated to Canada (laughs) from from scandinavia and the demons were in the ancestors who immigrated on a boat
0: oh man i remember a demon was telling me that i came all the way from africa i don't even want to be here why'd you bring me here on that airplane and i was like yeah some of these demons i mean they've had to travel i mean imagine being a demon and you end up in a place like you know where you don't want to be like yeah. you you just i don't want to name cities here because i'll get in trouble but i was thinking <laughs> of one in particular no. but you end up in some of these states where you're like yeah. man you brought me to oklahoma like yeah. dude i was over there in la yeah. and you brought me all the way out here but yeah man that's funny all right let's go we we'll go it back it
1: depends what street you live on in la because if you're on skid row <laughs> that might be yeah, an upgrade yeah. Needle, needle, sweating so bad. Um, so yeah, we kind of think, um, we we go out to diners afterwards because everyone's so exhausted and hungry. Yes. And we just sit around talking and laughing about what's just happened in the meeting. So we'll be like, let's debrief. And some of our best memories are just like, sitting around late night at like Applebee's or wherever, just ordering ribs. And then um, when you're the preacher, you never pay. So that's good as well. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just sitting there and everyone's going, did you see that one when the eyes went red? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the one when the eyes went red. And, you know, just the kind of all the moments of victories over the devil. And yeah. like, I'll kind of keep a loose count of how many demons came out. And I'll be like, okay, guys, I have a scoreboard here. 111 demons came out today. So that's 111 points for Jesus team and zero for Satan. Good. And it's like a little scoreboard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's so weird, too, because people are so afraid of laughing or afraid of having fun. And honestly, and again, a lot of the stuff we're saying tonight only makes sense if you do deliverance. Like, to most people, it's like, that doesn't make sense. But deliverance is fun. Like, deliverance is absolutely fun. And so I think if guys started getting into deliverance, they would be less spending eight hours a day on Call of Duty. I'm like, dude, once you do deliverance, video games, all the sports, you know, going to the park, all that stuff just becomes boring. Yeah. And when you don't do deliverance, like, I know some people that are so bored as Christians. I don't even know how they're still Christian. I'm like, how do you even survive? Like you gave up, all of your partying, all your drinking, all yeah. of everything to just go to Do church nothing. on Sunday. You don't lay hands. You don't see miracles. Yeah. You don't baptize. Yeah. When you start doing these supernatural things like casting out demons, baptizing people, discipling, staying up late, praying and having stories and going yeah. out to in and out at one in the morning and be like, did you guys see that? That miracle that happened, the guy got out of the wheelchair. Like for me, these were the early days of salvation. And I don't ever want to lose that. Like I don't ever want to become this plastic, professional, yeah. boring, dry, stale Just like some of these pastures out here are like drier than cracker juice. I'm like, dude, you are so dry. You are so dead. There's no life. There's no fun. And I really, one of the things I loved about the show, The Chosen, which I know is people like, I hate The Chosen. Yeah, yeah. You, can go, you can go hate it somewhere else. But one of the things I loved about yeah, it was yeah. it made it look like fun. Like the disciples were laughing oh, at yeah, Jesus. Did. I was like, I yeah. want to hang out with Jesus. Like the way they portrayed him, he wasn't this uptight Pharisee. Yeah, that's he good. was just like, we're living life, having fun. And I really yeah. feel like Jesus was a guy you'd want to be around. Yeah. I don't think he was going to be this like stale, dry, just boring guy. Yeah. So I love the laughter. Like, like me and my wife, we get on here and we laugh and joke, and people get so mad, they're like, How dare you laugh? I'm like, What? You don't ever laugh? So I think it's 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 fun to enjoy it. There's camaraderie when you're yeah. talking stories and stuff.
1: Yeah. And when it comes to movies like that, um, even if it's 90% you know biblically accurate and perfect and it's 10% like, you know, license creative license, they call it, when you're not necessarily yeah. sticking with the Bible, but you're just saying what might have happened in between scriptures. And um, you know, maybe there could have been a little more deliverance in the movie, and even a couple more miracles. Yeah. Um, but uh, just the fact that it brings Jesus into the aware people's awareness. Yes. I mean, they're thinking about the football. They're thinking about what they're going to eat for breakfast and lunch. Yep. And uh, not to pick on Americans here, but this is this <laughs> is ahead. this is a true story. So, like, um, you know, I travel the world. I go to like twenty different countries to preach, and you know, move in deliverance and train in deliverance. And uh, it's the one country where people are like, what do you guys want to eat for lunch? What do you guys want to have for dinner? It's like, what about this place? Oh, I know a really good food place here and a really good food place there. But now it's catching on and, you know, in Australia, they'll say, oh, she's a foodie and he's a foodie. And if someone says he's a foodie, it means like he'll be like, what do you guys want to do for dinner? There's this diner here. It's rated five stars on this <laughs> That's app. That's a normal it's like, American. It's like a big deal as like part of our experience of the day is like, where are we are going to eat? But it got me for a while. And yeah. I started to put on a bit of weight every time I travel across. <laughs>
0: yeah, Americans love to eat. That's but I for have true. embraced
1: the food. So now I'm like, oh, Applebee's. Oh, this one. Ooh, that one. In fact, a funny Applebee's story. I was doing it. Oh, a-
0: don't talk about Applebee's. Everyone knows in my chat, I hate Applebee's. They okay. have demons, but go ahead. No, all right. go ahead.
1: I like ribs, and they do yeah. the big ribs. Yeah. And, we'll uh, pray for you after for so deliverance. An- an- anyway, I'm easily pleased, man. You yeah, give me yeah, ribs. I- they- they- it was burnt last time, and I still ate it. Yeah.
0: And they microwave their food, but it's all I, I yeah. complained.
1: Yeah. I said, oh, it was burnt. So yeah. don't burn it next time. So anyway, this lady was in the toilet in Applebee's, and as she's there, she told me the story later. And as she's there, she's like flicking through her phone and realizing, hey, I'm missing that mass deliverance teaching because it's one just like tonight. And so she's scrolling through Facebook. She puts on her little headphones and hits play. Now, I didn't know this, but her father was the grand master of Freemasons. Wow. And as she literally clicked play is right when I started going after Freemason demons. Wow. So she picks up the phone and, and listens to... Freemason demon, you listen to me. I have authority over you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I like to say, Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach. You will come out right now. And she's like... And then just starts vomiting out all these demons wow. in the toilet. And luckily, there's a toilet right there. Yeah, so yeah. all the demons go straight into the to- toilet. At
0: the Applebee's bathroom.
1: Yep, yep. And she said, I cleaned myself up and, uh, you know, went to the bath sink and everything. And she said, I came back and sat down with my friends like nothing happened.
0: Wow. I didn't
1: even tell them she was Those delivered. demons probably
0: came right out of her and went right into the food at Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, the Applebee's needs. Lord, right now, touch Applebee's in Jesus' name. They got issues over there. But anyways, that's a whole it, it, There's a story. good buffet
1: in this town, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, we had a buffet in this town. I was like, how can you get all this food for $14? We'll have to like, check it out. I was like, this would be $30 in Australia.
0: All right, we'll go back. If you want to ask anything else, I know we've been yeah, live an hour and questions. 20 minutes.
1: We have a couple more here. Where do you tell demons to go?
0: Okay, so we tell demons to go to the pit or the abyss. Now, I know there's, again, a lot of these are controversial. Well, this one shouldn't be, but people are like, I had one, there's one big teaching out there. I don't know who started it. But the guy says, like, we tell them to go into a box. Have you heard this? Like, they lock the box. Never okay. Heard it in my yeah, life. they say they go. We never do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you send them into horses, but they say no. <laughs> One <laughs> I'm time. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. They say uh, we go go into a locked box and go to, like to the feet of Jesus. And some people teach like send them to Jesus, but in my mind, it's like Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. I'm like the demons are not going to go to Jesus. So I tell them to go to the pit or the abyss. And we know like in Mark, they said don't. They beg to not go there. And Luke 8:31, they say don't send us to the deep or the abyss. So in my mind, if the demons don't want to go there, it's probably a good place to send them. Uh, Romans 10, 7 says the abyss is the place of the dead. Revelation 17 says the Antichrist will come out of the abyss. Revelation 20 says the abyss is where Satan will be for a thousand years in chains. Revelation 9 says the abyss is this place under the earth where smoke comes out. So the abyss or the pit, same thing, is a place, in my opinion, from studying scripture, where the demons are held until judgment. So we know the demons are going to be judged one day. And they even said, yeah. like, have you come to judge us before the time? So before yeah. they're judged, I don't want to just cast a demon out and then send it back into circulation. Like I want to get it out of circulation. I don't want yeah. a demon to come out of you and then jump into the guy next to you. Yeah. So way, the way we do that is we command them to go into the abyss and they can return no more. And then Jesus did tell the demon, return, return no more, never return. So mm. oftentimes it's like, in jesus name we command you to come out go into the abyss and never return you know we cancel your assignment your contract you can't pass it on because if there's 10 demons when a demon leaves it'll try to pass its assignment to another demon in the person so i always like to say like do not pass on your assignment do not pass on your duties to any other demon but yeah ultimately we send them to the abyss or the pit because mm. it's the only place in scripture they don't want to go. Yep. So that's oftentimes why we
1: do we that. We get a lot of people say, send them to Jesus. And and I said, once I said, the problem with this teaching is, can you imagine a demon leaving earth, going through the second heaven, going into the Holy of Holies where <laughs> Jesus is, yeah, floating through the guards, through the cherub with fiery swords? Yep. Like, is the evil spirit going to make it all the way there? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> we
0: don't send them to Jesus. I'm like, Jesus gave us the power and the authority. And in fact, like, When we do deliverance, yes, we ask, but Jesus never told us to even ask him to deliver. He gave us the power to do it. So he didn't tell, and and people say, that's blasphemy, well, go read the Bible. It's It's literally in there. He -hmm. didn't tell them to even like go pray for the sick. He said, go heal the sick. He didn't tell them to go pray deliverance. He said, go cast out devils. Mm So when we're doing deliverance, we're not begging Jesus to deliver the person. We're taking our authority that he's given us. And in fact, they had the authority even before the Holy Spirit. That's a whole other teaching. But we take our authority over the demon. We're not negotiating. We're not like, "Hey, you, you know, you two of you stay, two of you go. Let's figure this out." We're commanding them. We're taking authority over them. Yeah. We're walking in the authority that Jesus gave us. It's not. It's not our authority. We're not mm-hmm. coming in our name. We're coming in His name. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's crucial to do that.
1: Um, autism and schizophrenia. How how many of those do you think are demonic as opposed to not demonic?
0: Yeah, another super controversial one when it comes to mental illness. I started researching schizophrenia because I started seeing all these people that are like, well, schizophrenia is not a demon. And friends of mine right, that are watching this right now, yeah. uh, they're like, it's not a demon, Isaiah, don't say that. So I started researching, okay, so what is schizophrenia? Mm-hmm. If you start reading about it, yeah. it literally it's is totally hearing demonic. voices and seeing, seeing things.
1: And multiple personalities.
0: Yes, and multiple. So I'm like, those are the three main signs of having <laughs> a demon. So what happens is That's if right. you have hearing voices, seeing things, multiple yeah. personality, what's gonna happen? Okay, you're gonna go to the doctor. Yeah. The doctor is not going to say, you have a demon, you need to yeah. get delivered. No doctor ever is going to say that. They're going to say, you need medication because you have schizophrenia, yeah. you have bipolar, you have whatever they label it. So oftentimes people are being misdiagnosed thinking they're mentally ill when really yeah. they just have a demon. And I, I I just talked to people, someone recently that had was diagnosed. Actually, she was on our show last week, schizophrenia, right? They said, oh, you're schizophrenic. Yeah. And I was like, well, how did they diagnose you? She's like, well, I just went told them I hear voices and see things and they gave me medication. Yeah. There's no like brain scan where they're like, oh, yeah. there's a chemical yeah. 10% of your brain. So is there mental illnesses where it's a chemical imbalance? Yes, but there are a lot of people being misdiagnosed that have demons and they'll hold up an encyclopedia of 300 mental disorders and say, okay, let's find which one you have. Yeah. When that's just a book yeah. of demons. Like it's at the end of the demons. day, yeah. a lot of these mental illnesses are just names of demons. And, mm-hmm. and this is another question I have, okay. If a lot of these mental illnesses, I know this is a hot, hot take here if a lot of these mental illnesses are not demonic, why is it mm-hmm. every time it's something bad? Why why is the schizophrenia <laughs> is other- a demon not saying, go help your neighbor, go give them <laughs> go money? love someone. Yeah, go love on the person <laughs> next to you. The, the demons are always telling you, cut your arm, hurt yourself, punch yourself, we hate you. Why is it always bl- dark images? Why yeah. are you never seeing good things and flowers and roses? You're always seeing dark images. And they say, oh, I saw a ninja. It's like, you know, you have all these people seeing demonic things. If it's not a demon, why is like the Tourette's, like people have Tourette's, right? It's thing right now
1: blessing people
0: yeah the Tourette's are never like god bless you Jesus loves you it's always like cuss words and this is a big thing people have Tourette say you know the thing makes them cuss all the time so my mind is like if it's the fruit is rotten then the tree the root is probably rotten as well and so the Mm. not again not every mental illness is a demon but contrary to probably a lot of my friends I would say a lot of them are. A lot of them are. Even with like, so like for instance, autism is a huge one and one of the ways they diagnose you autism and there's a thousand different spectrums of autism but one of them is Mm nonverbal and if you go to like the Bible, there was people in there that couldn't speak Mm -hmm. and Jesus cast the demon out and they could speak now. So could that be, a could, could have that guy in the Bible been autistic or the young boy mm-hmm. i think it's in mark 9 seizures. the father brings his yes seizures yeah. he's that throwing be himself epileptic. in fire exactly he had mm-hmm. epilepsy and jesus is like oh this is a demon and the demon was trying to make the boy kill himself mm-hmm. so it was also suicidal yeah. and then the boy's foaming at the mouth he's falling over so mm-hmm. and then jesus says well what's wrong with him how long has this happened and the symptoms were a sign he had a demon that's the whole teaching but my point is i lean more Mm -hmm. again i know it's a hot take Mm -hmm. maybe you could disagree other people i lean more on like let's deal with the demon first and if it's not a demon then yeah, let's go to the doctor. Praise yeah. the Lord for physicians. Yeah. Luke was a physician, but I'm don't. i I'm, I'm afraid we're throwing medication at demons First. and we're making yeah. people more demonized and we're just yeah. like numbing the demons rather than delivering people.
1: Absolutely. Um, if I can share a quick story, one guy got delivered and then he said, these are all the pills that I was on and it had every yes. color of the rainbow, right? Yep. There was yellow, green, blue. And I held up the pill packet to the guy, thousands of pills. And I said to him, do you realize you are feeding drugs to a demon? Yes. And trying to get healed? And it turns the whole medical system on its head a little bit because it's like, oh, this will fix you. And it's like you were just giving pills to demons. Can you see how stupid that was? Yes. Like Jesus will deliver you and he's your deliverer. So we get people to repent of addiction to pharmacia. Did you know 80% of the world's pharmacy drugs are used in one country?
0: Wow. I yeah. believe it. Oh yeah. Eighty percent
1: of all pharmacy. An
0: yeah. And for those in the chat too, is like we I well, at least what we do, I don't know what you do, but we always tell people don't start stop taking your stuff. And mm. we're not telling you throw it out and get to del- mm. we're telling you go through deliverance and then go yeah. to your doctor and yeah. be like, I don't have these yeah, symptoms. The and a lot of these things are like, these are um when it comes to these medications, these are not keeping you alive. So like, I would never tell somebody, Mm -hmm. oh, we prayed for you to get healed of diabetes, don't take any more insulin. Because that medicine is keeping you alive. A lot of these antidepressants, and I know we're gonna probably get flagged for talking about this, these medicines Mm -hmm. are not keeping you alive. They're keeping you a zombie and they've done studies like in the UK, which of course these studies are not getting released, but they did a study recently in the UK where they said these uh, antidepressants are not even changing Mm -hmm. your serotonin levels. Mm -hmm. They're just literally shutting down your receptors and making you numb. They're making you a shell of a person. So again, we're not telling you guys don't take your meds, but a lot of these meds are not keeping you alive. They're making things worse. And they say, if you take this. Mm -hmm. You know, you won't be hearing suicidal thoughts, but you'll have a thousand other issues now. So now you're not hearing suicidal thoughts, but now you're addicted to a hundred other things. So, yeah, there's a major I I, I, we need to figure out a way to confront this. Talk about this. There's a huge taboo and it's almost like you get in a lot of trouble for doing what we're doing Mm -hmm. now and saying Mm -hmm. like that mental disorder could be a demon. Mm -hmm. But we also have to expose the devil and not be afraid. And this is the same thing with the alphabet community right there's deliverance available but we're so afraid to talk about it because we're going to get flagged we're going to get banned in trouble arrested Mm -hmm. but like the alphabet community massively needs deliverance Mm -hmm. and we've seen many of them get delivered and free and now they're married and now they have kids and now um they Mm -hmm. don't they don't have the same sex attractions anymore so i think the mental illness and the alphabet community are like sacred cows that we can't talk about yep but God's like, no, I want to yep. deliver them and free them too. And some say, well, I don't, I don't need deliverance. I was just born this way. Well, you won't be born again that way. So maybe yep. you don't need deliverance. Maybe you just need to be born again. But at the end of the day, like, God can deliver you. And I've seen it over and over that spirit. Yep. And it's a very, very sexual spirit, you know, that people have a spirit of perversion. And God can deliver you from that as well.
1: Yeah. And uh, just because somebody's problem is not demons doesn't mean they don't still have demons. Yes. So one example I give is, Christians see a a man in a wheelchair. The first thing they do is let's pray for you to stand and let's pray for you to walk. And I'm like, you realize nobody's ever offered the poor guy deliverance. Yes, The guy could be bound by 30 demons and you can't get past your vision of your flesh that tells you he can't walk. He's in a wheelchair. And it's like, do you realize he might be tormented in his mind, and it might be even worse than the yeah. the other condition?
0: And then, oftentimes, the demon. We did we dealt with a lady from India that was in a wheelchair, and she's like, "I don't know why I'm in a wheelchair. Doctors don't know. My legs just don't work." And this mm-hmm. was in Southern California. I'll never forget this. And we're praying and praying and praying. And everyone's praying, "Heal her, Lord!" And we're in the, we're in a big revival, and so we're like, "Hey, she's in a wheelchair. It's clear if she's going to walk or not." And those are those yeah. ones where it's like, "Are you going to pray? Am I going to pray?" Right? Yeah. So we pray, pray, pray. And the Lord told me like, "This is not a, a sickness. This is a demonic spirit." Wow. And so He started giving me some download of Hinduism and generational blood line so i start praying for her and she starts growling you know what do you want from us why why are you here we're going to keep her in this wheelchair and the demon's like we're going to keep her in this wheelchair long story well it wasn't a long story it was a 10 minute story she gets fully delivered from those demons and gets up and walks and she's fine right so in my mind we would have spent how long praying lord heal her heal her and i've had many times where i pray healing and i believe in healing we love it but god's like oh no they don't need healing they need deliverance you know we have had had over and over and so when the demon comes out whether you want to say it unlocks your healing. In my opinion, the demon, the infirmity is the sickness. And when the demon leaves, they're instantly there well. There is no sickness. Exactly, because no. the demon wasn't. If you guys are like, where's that in the Bible? Luke 13, 18 yeah, years. A, she was bound. There's a you know? blind
1: person, a deaf person, and a mute person yep. that all get healed through deliverance. Yes. Um, Just to add to what you were saying, um, the deliverance is quick and easy, but if you're praying healing, and, and I say this all the time, demons do not come out by blessing prayers or healing prayers or or prophecies yes and people people look shocked at me like what do you mean they don't come out through healing prayers i'm like if if a demon came out by saying god heal joe in the name of jesus i would just pray that for everyone yes and it would be quick and easy but the reason we're there for two hours or an hour is not because we're inexperienced it's not because um if Isaiah does a um a deliverance for two hours it doesn't mean he's unanointed It means that that demon probably has many strongholds. And so I say to people, imagine you've got a hundred rooms in your soul and imagine when you invited Jesus in, you invited him into your living room and he says, well, can I come into your sex life? And you said, no, that's private. I don't want you in there. It's very dirty. It's very messy and you can't come in. What about pride? No, I'm not ready to repent of that yet. So you've still got doors closed to Jesus in your soul. Yeah. And um, deliverance is about letting the light of Jesus into every single room of your soul. And I like Alexander Bagani's book. Um, what's on it the called? Temple. The secret deliverance. deliverance. Yeah, he talks about the temple. Yeah, it talks about the temple and how the priests would sometimes bring um, like demonic objects and have like false gods literally right there in the temple. Mm-hmm. And they'd have to... Th- cleanse them and throw them out and things like that.
0: Yeah. The biggest advice I can give people when it comes to, you know, as we kind of wrap it up a little bit is demons must be called out by name. Oftentimes I saw this like documentary on YouTube years ago. That was so fascinating of people that live in vacant homes. They live in abandoned houses, but the crazy part is this, the houses they live in look like normal neighborhoods. These are not like haunted houses in the corner. And I was so fascinated by these people. They were almost like a gypsy type of people where they were living in these abandoned houses and they were getting interviewed and the people's like, how do you live? And they were like, when a family member dies or it's waiting to be sold or they literally just find empty houses and go squat and live in them. And the only way they'll leave is if somebody comes and makes them leave. So one guy's like, I've been living in this house for like five months and they're like, well, will you leave? He's like, well, no one's told me to leave. And I realized that is exactly how demons are. (laughs) And they live in these nice houses and they don't leave until somebody comes And, and demons are renters. They don't own us, but they do come and live inside of us. Matthew 12, we are spiritual houses and we have to go as the, with the power of the Holy spirit as like the sheriff's department of God and be like, you're being evicted from this house. You've been hiding in this house. You've been squatting. You've been living here for so long. But we're actually going to evict you today. You have to go. And sometimes... They don't go right away. Sometimes, like my my uncle had these renters that wouldn't leave. They were destroying his house, and he kept coming. You guys need to leave. And they're like, "All right, we'll leave." And they wouldn't leave. You guys need to leave. And so my uncle finally had to call the sheriff's department, and the sheriff's department had to come with a, a legal notice with authority saying, "I come to you in the authority of the sheriff's department." And this notice says you have to leave. And then they finally were able to leave. So when we're doing deliverance, we're coming with the authority of Jesus Christ, the Word of God, being like the Word of God says. You have to go. I know you've not left. They've tried to get you to go, but like when you come in authority, you have a higher power giving you his Mm -hmm. authority, and so they have to go. Like my uncle, they didn't have to leave, even though he was the landowner. But the sheriff's department made them go. So when I I teach on deliverance, like you have authority and you have power. The authority is the badge. The power is the gun. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to use the gun. I want to be able to use authority. But if you don't listen, I'm going to have to use the gun on you. So in deliverance, I'm going to come with the authority. If you don't listen. We're going to have to whoop you up the other way, you know, and get physical and get yelling and shouting and figuring it out. But yeah, uh, demons are 100% like renters. They don't take care of the house. They don't care about the house. Mm -hmm. They destroy the house because it doesn't belong to them. But when Jesus comes, he's our owner. So he takes care of us. He loves us. He cares for us. Mm -hmm. And demons are liars. They just want to squat. Uh, Give us a couple more days. The man at the tombs, the demon's like, why are you interfering with us? Give us more time. Give us more time with the guy. And so we come with the deliverance really is, in essence, the the ministry of interference. We are coming tonight, those 3,000 live watching right now, to interfere with the plans of the enemy. There's people watching Mm -hmm. this right now that don't realize we are about to interfere with them. Like mm-hmm. the demons are not realizing like, man, I've been doing my plan. Cause every no. demon has a plan. Every demon has a strategy. Every demon has a headquarters. They're, they're strategizing how to ruin and destroy your life. And then we come and we're like, no, we're going to come interfere with the plans and strategies of the enemy and the demons hate it. There's a reason why they scream out of you. They scream right. as they leave. Cause they're not happy. Have you ever seen a police evict someone from their home? They, they they bring them out screaming. So that's oftentimes, you know, in deliverance, I always think of it like, man, these people are squatting or these demons are squatting in people. And we are, we are houses. We're spiritual houses. Like Jesus said in Matthew 12, they call you their home. So if you think of it that way, you're like, oh, I have the power to evict them. Mm-hmm.
1: I like the fact that you said that your friends told you schizophrenia is not a demon. Yeah. And then you said, no, it is. Because um, you're actually the most accurate deliverance teacher that I know. I appreciate that. And... um, You know, I say to people, listen to Isaiah because it's 100% accurate, whereas I can't say that about everybody because everybody has these little strange ideas that they've kind of brought into it. Um, And so um, schizophrenia, we've had people that been in and out of psych wards five times, tried to kill themselves six times, diagnosed with schizophrenia. All you've got to do is walk into a doctor and say, I'm hearing multiple voices and bam, you're you're tagged with schizophrenia. And you now have a label, a demonic label on you for the rest of your life. And you think there's something wrong with you. And we had a guy get delivered. He was um, native um, Canadian, as in native to the land. He got delivered and he went out and gave his testimony in 10 different churches across Canada. No more voices, no more schizophrenia. Went off his meds. And the reason he was able to go off his meds is because he knows all the demons left. We don't get people to just stop meds by yes, faith. Yes. In the, the old Pentecostals, they used to go, well, go home and go off your meds and read your Bible more. Yep. And they'd come to the passing I'm still hearing voices. That's because you don't read your Bible enough. Go and read your Bible more because that's all they knew to say. Wow. Like they just, they're just very limited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think when you run into it, you start realizing there's more than meets the eye and there's things that are hidden in plain sight, right? That's the name of the documentary. Is that right? There's things that are hidden Hidden in in plain sight. sight.
1: Satan's kingdom is everywhere and it's hidden in plain sight. But God's kingdom is everywhere and it's hidden in plain sight. So we're going to talk about how, you know, the kingdom of God, like the atheist doesn't even know the kingdom of God is literally the house next door because it's hidden in plain sight. And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. So it's it's hidden. And another scripture says, um, you know, Jesus is talking about... um, his kingdom and he's, Oh no, this is one of the apostles. Sorry. And he says, um, everything you can see in touch is temporary. Yeah. Everything that you cannot see that's real. That's out there is eternal. Yeah. You know, the it's angels, like the demons, angels, heaven, hell, visible yeah, and the invisible. The invisible. Yeah, everything that you can't see is eternal. So this whole movie is about, um, everything you can't see. That's actually real. And so the first one's mainly about deliverance, but then as we get deeper and deeper into it, we want to talk about how, hey, there's politicians that are actually demonized and Satan's pulling strings and causing these, these laws to go through. Yep. And hey, there's rock stars and musicians, which you already talk about this a yep. lot, that they're demonized. And the Bible says the God of this age, meaning the devil, has blinded the minds of the whole world. Yes, It doesn't say they blinded the minds of 5% of the population. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. How does Satan physically blind the minds of the whole world, Yeah, the whole unbelieving world especially?
0: Yeah, he demonizes them. I mean, you look at we're evangelists, but there's also demonic evangelists. There's demonic worship leaders. There's demonic apostles. There's demonic prophets. So these celebrities people follow and these um, rising stars on TikTok, so many of them are demonized, and they're demonizing other people with their music, with their entertainment. I mean, look at entertainment. The first five letters are ENTER. So those are open doors for things to enter into us. And the devil's doing this on a mass scale with our kids. And one huge agenda that we see from specifically the alphabet community is towards children. It's always towards children. Why does it have to be children? It's always children. And the devil knows just like he tried killing Jesus as a baby, just like he tried killing Moses. Think about it. The two most prolific deliverers in all of scripture were who moses in the old testament and jesus in the new testament moses brought the people out of bondage jesus brought the bondage out of the people And the old testament they lived in it in the new testament it lived in it and in, in people so the two most prolific deliverers in all of the bible both of them the devil tried killing them as babies both of them the pharaoh said we're going to kill all the young boys missed moses and then Herod said, we're going to kill all the young boys. Missed Jesus. So anytime the devil really goes after the kids, we know God is raising up deliverers in that generation. So yeah. right now, God and prophetically is raising up deliverers in the young people. And so the devil's like, I got to kill these kids while they're infants, while they're in their adolescence before they grow into maturity and they know who they truly are. And so the devil tries to get them while they're kids. And I tell people this, and I know this is a hard statement. You you have to do everything you can to homeschool your kids You have to do everything. And I'm not some you who like, oh, you're just some you who evangelical right winger. No, I am telling you, the devil wants to eat your kids for lunch. Absolutely wants to destroy them. He'll use their iPads. He'll use their friends. He'll use teachers. He'll use the alphabet community. He'll use transformers. And by that, you know what I'm talking about? He'll (laughs) use anybody he can to destroy your kids. And so... Like our kids go to a small, small private school, probably 10 kids in the whole school. That's a friend of mine's church. And there's literally, they're being homeschooled pretty much at this private school. You got to get your kids in private school. You got to get them. I would make it. You're like, well, I'm going to yeah. make less money. Yeah. Dude, I would live That's in a right. two bedroom house over a five bedroom if my kids were homeschooled or yeah. if my kids were in a private school because yeah. the public school system will destroy them. They're teaching diversity. them. Oh man, it is. Oh yeah, and and call it. Oh, don't yeah. even get me started on university. Like I, it's important. <laughs> man, at university college, they they disciple your kids. The devil is discipling your kids, and, and there's these dark yeah. evangelists, these yeah. demonic teachers and professors that will. Yeah. I've watched more kids go off to a secular college and yeah. get their faith destroyed than anything else. Yeah. It's all the prince of the power of the air, yeah. the principalities. Everything yeah. we see in the government, everything we see in society, not conspiracy, are ruled by invisible forces yeah. for sure.
1: Absolutely. So basically some of these universities, colleges, and schools have become Satan's training camps. Yes. And indoctrinated with atheism and then indoctrinated with all the other things that you've already mentioned. And, uh, and, and then, you know, you've got your family members coming out super de- demonized and super leftist and, you yep. know, everything's changed. And it's like, well, you put them there. Yeah. And you know why the reason mom and dad put them there? Yep. So that they could make a lot of what? Yeah. This. And Jesus said, if you just build up your kingdom, it's, it's not going to last.
0: Yeah. If you look at some of the most far, crazy, when I say left, I just mean these crazy ideologies of there's no genders, there's 50 genders. All all of them, they start looking like the thing that's controlling them. They start dyeing their hair crazy colors. They start piercing all crazy. They start, they dress crazy. Like, dude, go look at some of these fashion shows. You're like, these people are dressed like demons. Like, literally, they're so demonized <laughs> The demons make, yeah, horns, the demons making them look like, and you, and you see this with, like, the body. People are body modifying. Have you seen that where they're getting horns put in? They're getting their tongue split. Middle they're 30 getting 30. Noah eyes full Scouse. black tattooed. So they're so demonized, the demon's making them physically look like the demon in them. And that's another sign of having a demon is being unclean. Mm -hmm. I talk to people all the time that are demonized that are like, I hate showering. I hate brushing my teeth. I hate putting on deodorant. They're like, I don't know why. I just hate Mm -hmm. showering. Because the unclean, hello, unclean spirit makes you want to be unclean. So we could go all day on that. But I think we should probably pray some
1: mass deliverance. Yeah, let's pray some some mass deliverance. Maybe we could do a quick renunciation first. Yeah, Um, Lead us. So you lead us. so Isaiah has a very similar way of doing this to me, but I'll just explain how I do do it really quickly. So knowing the 50 most common demons that are out there, I usually get people to renounce the 50 most common Good. because I'm not worried about the rare and wonderful unicorn demons at this point. I'm like, let's deal with the really common ones that are kind of everywhere. So things like fear, rejection, lust, I want to renounce, renounce them with our words. So guys, you might just be watching this feeling like a spectator. This is the bit where you're actually part of it. So we need you guys to actually say these words out loud because it's not, we're not doing it for us. So you need to say these words out loud. If you think your family are near you and it's, it's inappropriate, guess what? Do it anyway, because you're only listening to an, you're, you're living for an audience of one or you're li- li- living for an audience of everyone. If you live for people's praises, you'll die by their criticism anyway. So don't live for the place as a man. Just look stupid. Your parents and family already think you're crazy anyway. So just go the next step and just renounce demons right in front of them at the kitchen table. Why not? And they might manifest while you're doing it. So we're going to renounce um, orphan spirit and the rejection spirit. So just pray with me. Say in the name of Jesus, I reject the lie that I am an orphan and that I am not loved. I know that I am adopted into the kingdom of God by the spirit of adoption. I repent of all witchcraft, Ouija boards, astrology, crystal therapy. And just go ahead and add to that list. If there's something you've done, go and add to that list. I repent of yoga. Why am I repenting of that? Because it's Hinduism. It's not Christianity. It didn't come out of the Bible. It came out of Hinduism. So say, I repent of doing yoga, even if you don't know that it's demonic, repent anyway. I repent of having an abortion. I repent of driving my partner to the abortion clinic. So when we repent, guys, we put the blood of Jesus onto the open door and it closes the door so the demon can never come back. I repent of anger, rage, and murder. I repent of wanting revenge and I divorce the spirit of revenge. I repent of adulterous thoughts and actions. I repent of addictions to uh, pornography. I repent and renounce the lie that I am a failure or that I'm going to fail. I know that I'm not a failure. I've been called by Jesus Christ into his kingdom. I renounce the lie that I am going to hell and that I am lost and no one can help me. I believe the truth right now that I am a legitimate son and daughter of the most high God. Even as I said that Isaiah, I, felt like there was someone out there that is convinced they're not saved mm. and condemned. And there's a demon called condemnation. Yes. And that demon tells you, God's always mad at you. He's angry at you. He's disappointed in you. And it tells you that you're going to go to hell because you're condemned. And what's the truth? Jesus Christ took all of the condemnation that's meant for us, he took it on the cross. So let's say that together. I renounce the lie that I am condemned. I believe the truth right now that Jesus Christ was Mom. condemned in my place. Look at the comments. Yep. I have a headache guys, all when of When he's a praying,
0: just say, I renounce and say what he's saying. You don't have to follow word for word because you're like, he's going too fast. Just say, I renounce condemnation. I renounce yep. lust. You don't have to word for word say yep. what he's saying. Yep. So
1: he's... Say this. He's going at a good speed. I repent of lust. I repent of alcohol addiction. I repent of cigarette addiction. I renounce the lie that marijuana helps me in any way. I renounce the lie that cigarettes calm me down and give me peace. I now believe the truth. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace, and I have him. I repent of anxiety, stress, and fear. You need to do a lot of repentance, guys. Repentance, it's how you break the legal agreement between how the demon got invited in. They mainly come in through sin and lies and deception, and so you need to repent of sin. So just keep repenting of everything. Like someone says, I'm crying. Yep. So the Holy Spirit's touching people right now. Everyone, we all need to repent of pride and apathy because we've, yes. all, we've all done it at some point. I repent of all pride and trust in myself. Yawning a lot. People are being delivered already. Shedding tears. People are, people are being delivered and we're not even praying yet. I renounce the spirit of perfectionism and the spirit of religion. My heart is beating fast. See, people are being delivered right now. I renounce the spirit of control and I repent of controlling my husband or wife. There's somebody on here, you have a spirit of control. You need to repent of controlling your family. And the lie that the devil told you is that you're somehow keeping them safe. Yep. I renounce the lie. Say this. I renounce the lie that my control is keeping anybody safe. Control is an illusion and it's a spirit of control. Now say this, I divorce the spirit of control. I repent of all the Jezebel sins. Okay, let's go through the Jezebel sins. I repent of falsely accusing people. Jezebel had two people murdered in the Come Bible on. by falsely accusing them. Good. I repent of coveting other people's possessions. The people are yawning out demons. We haven't even barely started yet. I repent of trying to seduce anyone or control anyone to get my way. I repent of lying, stealing, and manipulating. I renounce and repent all laziness. Guys, if you think of another good one to add, say it in the comments. I renounce the lie that I should stay sick forever. Mm. I renounce the lie that I have X and Y and Z disease. Go ahead and name the diagnoses and say, I renounce the lie that I have this disease. Somebody on here, you've got Crohn's disease. Whoever that is, just type in the comments. That Just don't be ashamed. Just say that's me with Crohn's disease. You're about to get delivered and healed of Crohn's disease right now. We just had a lady in Canada just released from Crohn's disease. In my my experience, Crohn's disease is always a demon every Mm. single time. Mm. And that's why it's in the stomach because demons mainly come up from the stomach. Can you think of any renunciations to add to uh, that? You're,
0: doing, you're hitting them all, I'm thinking here. You're hitting Okay, there's all. a demon
1: called a lying spirit. Deaf
0: and dumb spirit, someone said.
1: Yep, Deaf and dumb spirit. Yep. Okay, let's renounce the Obesity, lying spirit.
0: gluttony. Yep,
1: I repent of having addiction to food. Just say that out loud. Yep. I repent of every addiction and name some of the addictions. I spirit renounce the lie pain. that I have eczema. I renounce the lie that I'm going to keep this.
0: Insomnia, spirit of insomnia. Yep. Renounce it.
1: I renounce the lie that I will always have insomnia. So go ahead and repent and renounce what it is that you think that you might have. I renounce the lie that I have adrenal fatigue.
0: Spirit of death. Yep. I renounce. Constantly thinking of your own death. Okay,
1: there's people on here and you've been having suicidal thoughts, yeah. right? What I want you to do is say, I repent of thinking about suicide or even trying to do it. Go ahead and say, I repent of it. It's a sin. Jesus said, if you've thought it, you may as well have done it. Like if you've thought it, it's like doing it. So just say, I repent of thinking it. I repent of even planning it or trying to do it. I renounce the spirit of death. And, and we've got to divorce a spirit spouse by telling it you don't want it anymore. You've got to Come make on. it your enemy. Did you know the Bible says many, many times, especially in the Old Testament, it says, I will deliver you from your enemies. Do you know no. how many times it says I'll deliver you from your friends? Mm. Zero. God wow. can't deliver you from your friends. But if you'll make the sin your enemy, you'll make the demon your enemy. Now you qualify to be delivered. Now you can have the children's bread. So if someone's saying laziness, so I, I repent say, of not, say, I repent of not preaching the gospel and not making disciples, it's a command. I didn't do it, so let's repent. I repent of not making disciples. I repent of the divorce I've had. I repent of making vows to my husband or wife that I broke and didn't keep because that's uh, things that we've made with our words. Say this, I renounce the lie that I'm going crazy, that I'm going insane. Now, this is the part where it's going to start getting a little bit wild, because we're going to command the demons to say how many there are. Mm. And uh, feel free to jump in at any point. Yeah. So guys, we want you to type, just to be very clear in the comments, the number that comes into your mind when we, when we command the spirit to surrender information. All right, And it could even be the Holy Spirit that gives you this word of knowledge. And it could even be the evil spirit. We don't really mind which right now at this point. Right now, we just want to get the number out. Okay, So you're going to get a number. And you're going to put it in the chat. How many? In the name of Jesus Christ, I command every demon under the sound of my voice and Isaiah Saldivar's voice to submit to the name of Yeshua Hamashiach. And I command you to answer how many spirits are in each person? How many evil and unclean spirits are in each person? How many? How many? Give us a number. Notice I'm getting angrier. Crohn's disease, come out. Crohn's disease, demon, come out now in Jesus' name. Come out now in Jesus' name. Every evil and unclean spirit under the sound of my voice and Isaiah Saldivar's voice. Submit to the name of Jesus Christ and come out now. Come out now, every devil. Come out now, every devil. You you?
0: We just say right now that these people are not your house, that you will no longer live in this home. We bind you and evict you tonight in Jesus' name. Every foul spirit of witchcraft, perversion, confusion, we bind you in Jesus' name. We command you up and out. Every spirit tonight will go into the abyss they will never return they will not pass on assignments we sever your ties every ancestral spirit every spirit that came in from the womb from rejection when your parent when your mom was pregnant with you when she was drinking and partying and doing drugs those spirits that came from the womb we cancel those sever we cancel those ties we sever the root now we command every ancestral spirit to leave now in Jesus name Every foul spirit, go. The blood is against you, Satan. You have no power. You have no authority. The Lord rebukes you up and out now in Jesus' name. Let my people go in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit together as one. We bind you up with that chief demon. We call you out now. You must go. Your kingdom has been destroyed. Every stronghold, we shatter it. The Bible says the word of God is like a smashing hammer. We shatter the strongholds with God's word in Jesus' name. There is freedom right now. The blood is against you, Satan. You've lost this battle. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to begin to deliver, to begin to restore, to break right now every curse, every hex. We sever every generational curse at the root in Jesus' name. Out now. We sever every generational curse of adultery, of cheating, of lying, of death. Teen pregnancy is a generational curse. I've dealt with many young people at 15 years old, 16. Everyone in the generational line got pregnant. We break the generational curse of teen pregnancy, of divorce, of addiction, of perversion, of molestation and rape. We break and sever the generational curses now in Jesus' name. We bind you up now. Whatever curse you might think is there yeah. or you, that runs in your family, I want to tell you that it ran in your family until it ran into you. Yeah. It stops now. You are a bloodline breaker in Jesus' name. Amen. Every unclean spirit of fornication, every python spirit right now, spirit of python, come out. In Jesus' name. Out. Come out. In Jesus' name. Out of the mouth into the abyss. Come right out of their mouth and go into the abyss. Some of you are like, why am I throwing up? Why am I coughing? Well, the demon's coming up through your esophagus. They're literally physically coming out of you. So don't be scared if it's coming up out of your throat, if you're coughing, if you're screaming, just let it out. And guys, as we're praying for you, This might sound counterintuitive. Do not pray in tongues. Do not say Jesus, Jesus, because there's only one thing that can be coming out of your mouth. So we want the demon to come out. So just receive, let us pray for you and let that demon out. Because if you're praying in tongues, the demon is trying to come out of your mouth and you're praying in tongues. It's like there's already clean water coming out of the faucet. So right now, come out now. Every foul spirit.
1: People saying, yawning constantly, burping, burping. Um, People are feeling fire and heat on their body, tears. Like literally hundreds of people are being delivered right now. Thank you, Lord. Deliver our kids. And we both know from experience, guys, we we haven't even gotten 10% of the demons out on this live. We know because we do this all the time, right? Five days a week, we're casting demons out of people. Sometimes it's seven days a week. So there's more to go. Um, I'm going to name some of the demons and then Isaiah will name some of the demons. Death spirit, I know you're in people, come out now. Suicide, I know you're in people, come out now, you devil. Crohn's disease, come out now. Cancer, out now, you spirit of cancer. Out now, generational cancer, suicide out now. Witchcraft and Jezebel come out. Witchcraft and Jezebel come out. You guys look right in my eyes. The demons hate looking in our eyes. They see Jesus and they see fire, two things they don't want to see. Every spirit of Satan, Beelzebub, Lucifer, submit to the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and come out now. Come out now. Every devil, submit to the name of Jesus and come out. Come out of the stomach. Come out of the chest. Come out of the head. Fire of God, burn every demon spirit. Fire of God, burn every demon spirit.
0: Yep. Spirit of destruction. We cast you out now in Jesus' name. Every ancient spirit that's come through your bloodline, come out now in Jesus' name. Spirit of poverty that's keeping you behind, that's stealing and trying to destroy your finances, we command the spirit of poverty to come out now in Jesus' name right now every spirit of infirmity we command you right now every spirit in your nervous system every spirit in your vocal cord we did deliverance on a worship leader who couldn't sing because the spirit demon literally said i'm in his vocal cord we command the doctors didn't know what it was we command the spirit out of your vocal cords in jesus name out of your tendons out of your ligaments i command spirits to come out of bones right now Every spirit hiding in your bones, hiding in your nerves, in your central nervous system, we command you to come up and out in Jesus' name. Every spirit that's causing you to have allergic reaction, every spirit of allergy, which is uh, common, we command you to come out now. Every spirit of phobia. Some of you are afraid of things. In the documentary coming out next week, we talk about this lady, deathly afraid of birds. (laughs) Every phobia spirit, come out now. And some of you say, I I pick out my nails and my Mm -hmm. skin. That's from a spirit of anxiety. That spirit of anxiety has mm-hmm. to go in Jesus' name. Yep. Every spirit of Tourette's that's giving you ticks, that's making you cuss, that's making come you out. scream, out in Jesus' name. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Every spirit causing Tourette's, go in Jesus' name. You have no power, you have no strength, you have no legal right. In Jesus' out. name, come up and out now in yep. Jesus' name. Come up and out now in Jesus' name. The blood is against you. The blood. Someone's saying, I want to click off this so bad it's making me want to click off. That's a demon. That's a demon. Do not click off. Come out now. Asthma. Spirit of asthma. Come out right now in Jesus' name. Satan, you are bound. You lost. They are not your home. It's time to go. I keep nodding my head. Well, that's manifesting. You're manifesting a demon. It's
1: very painful. You've got to ignore the pain because it's very temporary. And
0: and it's not you crying. Those of you that are crying, that's yep. the spirit crying because it has to leave you. Yep. Pornography and lust right now. I'm just going to say it. Spirit out. of homosexuality, out. come out now. Right spirit now. of homosexuality, out. come out now. In Jesus' name. Gender confusion. Whatever, yeah, whatever spirit's telling you, there's 50 genders. We cast you out now in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. The blood is against you. Astaroth you must go. come out.
1: Apollyon, go. come out.
0: Go, go, go. Viking Jezebel.
1: spirits, come out. Go. Druid spirits, come out.
0: Go in Jesus' name.
1: Freemason demon come out now. Hindu
0: spirits go in Freemason Jesus name. Demon Every spirit out. that's coming through the new age, we command you to go out. now in Jesus name. Spirit of anorexia, spirit of bulimia, out. last week our guest had both those spirits got delivered. Go. Go. You have no power. You have no strength. The Lord rebukes you. The fire of God is against you right now. Out. OCD. Some of you are like, I have to check the lock seven times. I have to check the door ten times. Yeah. That's a demonic spirit. Paranoia. Go. Yep. Spirit of OCD, paranoia, ADD, come ADHD, come out in Jesus' name.
1: Spirit of right, come out now. Go. Come out in the name of Jesus. Go. Some out of you are asking now.
0: about the map. Yes. If you need in-person slash deliverance. You can get 2,000 people around the world in person to do deliverance on you. But right now, mass deliverance, for for many of you, this is the start. For many of you, this is you realizing you have a demon, which is beautiful. You're like, I'm afraid I have a demon. No, it's beautiful. Now he's no longer camouflaged. Now you can go get delivered. For some of you, this is the start. For some of you, you're getting fully delivered. For others of you, this is just you knowing, okay, I could go get delivered Mm -hmm. now but many of you are being free. Maybe you have 10 demons and two of them come out tonight. Yeah. We're, we're putting pressure on Satan's yep. kingdom. And we're
1: trying to go as deep as we can with the time that we've got. Someone yep. said, is chills deliverance, freezing cold deliverance? Yes. Guys, sudden heat, sudden cold, sudden pain. While we're rebuking demons, Anything at all that's happening in your body is deliverance. Trust me. Good if Lord. it's sudden pain in your knee, yes. If it's moving pain, yes. If it's sudden chills, sudden heat, yes. All of that. They, they, they. Every. Yeah. If,
0: a min- if five minutes ago you were fine and now we yeah. start praying and all of yeah. a sudden you feel, oh, my chest is tight. Oh, something's in my throat mm-hmm. and you feel like there's something balling up in your throat or you feel like, oh, now I'm nauseous. Why are you nauseous? We're just mm-hmm. praying. That's a demon reacting. It's a demon reacting to us praying. And you gotta realize, many of you, those demons have never had anyone tell them to leave. And now they're like, I've never even met a Christian like this. And now these guys are on here telling me to leave. So there is power when we declare and when we command demons to leave you and we call them out by name yep.
1: and click share guys because demons are coming out right now by the hundreds I'm telling yep. you there's probably 3,
0: 200 people on right there's now there's
1: probably been already probably 500 people getting their, their Lord, shall, shallow level them. of deliverance not the full package yep. but the beginning of your deliverance and guys it's like layers of an onion you might get yes. delivered of three layers of an onion and you dig deeper and there's more layers I got delivered like five separate times my wife got delivered like six separate Come times on. she never backslid someone says Ehlers-Danlos syndrome you know the Funny thing about that is my grandfather, isn't named that. His name is Elis. Wow. It's my mother's maiden name. Wow. It's like he discovered it and his, the other guys. So let's rebuke that demon. In the name of Jesus Christ, you Elis-Dandlos syndrome, you come out now in the name of Jesus. Out now in the name of Jesus. You evil and unclean spirit of sickness and disease, come out now in the name of Yeshua I think HaMashiach. one we haven't
0: called out is the spirit of unbelief, which tons doubt, of people have. Doubt yep, and They're unbelief. like, there's a voice telling me this is fake. There's a voice telling it's me unbiblical. this isn't real. Get off. Get off this. These guys are fake. These guys aren't. That voice is the spirit of unbelief. It's a demonic spirit it's that demonic. wants to keep you in bondage. Yep. And so we command that spirit to come out right now. Come out now. And you've Jesus got to repent name. of it, guys.
1: I, I repent Lord. of having doubt and unbelief in the things of God. Because if you don't repent, you may not qualify to be delivered. So say, I repent of having doubt and unbelief. And I repent of rebellion. We didn't do that one. Yes. I repent of in rebelling against God and rebelling against my parents.
0: Children's deliverance right now. We command every spirit out of your kids in Jesus' name. Every spirit out of your kids right now. Take control over that rebellious spirit. You need to do deliverance yep. on your kids right now. Yep. Out. Put your hand on, and you're like, they're going to be traumatized. They'll forget about it. Forget they don't even it. remember what happened 40 mm-hmm. minutes ago. Put your hand (laughs) on your kid and start commanding all those spirits, perversion, rebellion, lying, anger. Why is my kid slamming his head in the wall? That's a spirit of destruction. Why is my kid constantly saying the craziest stuff, spirit of perversion? And some of you dads out there watching porn, you don't realize you're opening up a portal in your house and those demons are coming through your your screen and jumping on your kids. I'm telling you right now. You're opening up a portal and those demons are entering into your children because you're opening up a spiritual portal. So you need to repent of that right now. You're like, well, I'm in my office late at night. I'm in my room, I'm in the shower. No one knows. You're opening up a door and those demons are jumping onto your wife, jumping onto your kids. So some of you, dad, you you guys need to man up. Some of you out there are just wussies. I'm telling you, you need to man up, be the priest of your home and say, if I could shout for a UFC fight or some boxer that means nothing, I could shout at these demons and command them to go. Some of you are shouting at the football game this is your moment to be the dad, to swallow your pride, eat a slice of humble pie and say, you know what? I have not been the man of God. I've not been the priest. I'm gonna I should be the one fighting for my kids. I've been fighting for everything else but my kids. Mm-hmm. You've been fighting for that overtime shift. It's time to fight for your kids tonight. Yep. It's time to do A lot of people
1: are re- uh, yawning as they're repenting and as they're delivering. The reason is because they're fairly strong Christians already mm. and the demon's barely holding on. We call it a Velcro spirit because you can pull it straight off. It's, it's barely even attached. It's just a nickname. It's not a real demon name. So anyway, what we do is, As you're repenting, you're breaking the agreement. Someone said, I felt buzzing in my hands. This could be a number of demons, but the main one is actually a spirit of masturbation. So just go ahead and say, I repent of all masturbation. And as you repent, this one doesn't really manifest. It just comes out of your hands like this. So just as you manifest, just shake your hands and go, come out of my hands. Come out of my arms in the name of Jesus. Right now, every spirit, evil and unclean spirits under the sound of our voice, every seducing spirit and false doctrine spirit, every demon of religion and legalism come out now. Every demon that entered through false teaching and false churches and false prophets and false teachers, submit to the name of Jesus Christ and come out now. Every spirit. The Bible says if you listen to a different gospel other than the gospel that was preached, the original, you will receive a different spirit, small, to the spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, that you have already received. So false teaching brings in false spirits. That's why we have whole churches where everyone has a spirit of judgment, legalism, and religion, because that's been preached from the pulpit, and they all received a different spirit. The Holy Spirit can't go and operate through a message that's false, guys, but an evil spirit can. Come on. So you get these mega churches preaching a mega false message, and the Holy Spirit's like, I can't honor that word. Come on. I can't even enter in there. And then the demon goes, I can enter and I can use that message. And the demons come straight in. And the whole church has a spirit of religion. The whole church has a spirit of legalism. And you didn't know. You're just believing what what you're being taught. And you got a false teacher as a pastor. In the name of Jesus, every demon that came in through false teaching and false pastors out out now in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: go Go Out now. PTSD, guys, that Schizophrenia, is PTSD yeah. is spiritual you yeah. ha- that is trauma that the demon came in through, when you had a trauma, a spirit came in because spirits often come not by what you did but what's been done to you, and when you have a traumatic situation, that spirit of trauma comes we call it PTSD, I have mm-hmm. this stress disorder from some traumatic experience, that was oftentimes an unclean spirit of trauma that came in through that event, yep. so right now spirit of PTSD, spirit of trauma right now, whatever that was that you went through, we <laughs> command that spirit to go, we close the door to trauma now, you don't need to go back. Some pastor's are like, we're going to go back to your... No, right. we're not. We don't need to go back right. to the trauma. We're going forward. We're looking at the cross, and we're commanding the spirit of trauma up and out. We're not now. asking you. We're telling you out of the mouth out. into the abyss now in Jesus' name. You have no power.
1: Incubus and succubus come out now in the name of Jesus. Incubus and succubus come out. Someone said, why did my ears pop? Because a demon left your head and came out your ears. What demons live in the head? Demons like confusion. We call them mental spirits because they're in the head. Confusion. Submit in the name of Jesus and come out of people's heads now. Spirit of confusion and every... I'm getting Hindu spirits. There's people here. Your ancestors were um, Hindus. Okay. Say, I reject and renounce every Hindu spirit. Every Hindu spirit, Shiva, come out now in the name of Jesus. Ganesh, come out now. Every spirit that came in through rape and sexual abuse... Come out now in the name of Jesus. Come out now. Spirit of timidity that came in through abuse. Come out now in the name of Jesus. Come out now, every devil. Submit and come out right now in Jesus' name.
0: Lots of people burping. Guys, remember, the demons are just coming out. Oftentimes, they could come out through your ears. They can come out the top of your head, out of your hands. Oftentimes, they come out of the mouth. Acts chapter 8, they were screaming as demons left them. They were coming out of the mouth. So if you're burping up or you're throwing up or you're coughing, there's nothing spiritual about throwing up other than it's your body reacting to something coming up out of your throat. So people are like, what is the throw up? The throw up has no special power in it. It's just your body's reaction to a spirit coming up through your esophagus. Yeah. And your body's response is to gag and to throw up. Some yeah. of you may burp. Some of you may yawn. A Yawning could be a demon coming out as well. Yeah. But remember, these are spirits, which is literally breath, literally air that are coming up through. So let it happen in Jesus name. And guys, some of you, again, you need to go on the deliverance map and you need to schedule a deliverance. We have a map of 2,000 people all over the world that are willing to do deliverance mm-hmm. on you. So go to my website, isaiasaldevar.com deliverance or Google the deliverance map. Mm-hmm. We make no money. We spend money to do this. We don't make any money from it. Go get delivered. Connect with somebody. Because some mm-hmm. of you, this is the start. There's 3,200 of you on here. There's many of you that still need more deliverance. But also, if you're in a room, listen, if you're in a room right now with your loved one and they're manifesting, this is your shot. Yeah. This is your moment. You've already watched our teachings. We've given you the seven steps. We taught enough. We honestly taught enough tonight for you to just do deliverance. It's not that hard. <laughs> you just commanded to come out. And guess what? You got the Holy Ghost. You got the best teacher there ever was. You, you Maybe you don't have all the books, but you have the Holy Spirit. And I trust that the Holy Spirit will teach you tonight. So do the deliverance tonight. Don't be scared. Don't be like, oh, well, what if the person crawls up the wall? Let them crawl mm-hmm. up. They'll come back down. Don't be scared if they start levitating. It's You need to do, do it. This is going to make God come yeah. alive to you and uh, it'll make yep. your faith extremely real. And don't real. show
1: fear to the demons, and don't show uncertainty. Even though you feel maybe uncertain, just go out and pretend you're an expert. I always say faith it until you make it. Yes. Step out, give it a go, and guess what? God's going to deliver people. By the way, when you're already yawning, it's actually anyone can cast demons out once the person's already yawning because mm. it means the demons are already leaving. So as soon as you see the manifestation, you know they're leaving. So people are saying neck pain suddenly appeared. So that's a demon literally on your neck coming, coming off. And the crying one, the crying one's a spirit. Laughing in a mocking way. That's 100% a demon. Mocking spirit.
0: The biggest manifestation when you start deliverance is a mocking laugh. They will laugh and mock you. What should I do? Either go through self-deliverance, replay this, or go get deliverance. There's many things you can do, but the worst thing you can do is be like, this is nothing, this isn't real, nothing's happening. I'm telling you right now, God is exposing what is done in the darkness. God will bring it to the light right now.
1: Yep. Now, just Glory. how we did the number trick, guys, and and this is what one thing I wanted to bring in tonight because I've been doing this all around the world for 15 years. And so when I say I command you to answer me, what I find is I get an accurate number. We can also do this to get the names of the spirits. So let's try that. We're going to get the names of whatever strong man, which is the highest ranking spirit you have left. So listen and type it into the chat what name you get. I take authority over every evil and unclean spirit, and I command them to submit. What is the name of the strong man in each person? I command every demon to submit to the name of Jesus Christ. What is the name of the strong man in each person? Give up the name of the strong man. Show them the name and put it in the comments, guys. What is the name of the spirit in charge? A okay, Python, diabetes, rebellion, autism, yawning, joker, lying, poverty, anger. So sometimes I'll give you the real name, Molech. If you've got got Molech, repent of human sacrifice and abortion. If you've got Python, repent of um, any kind of divination. Guys, the Greek word Python in English is divination. If you get alcohol, go and repent of that. What is the name of the strong man? What is the name of the strong man? Someone's got Baal. Bluttony.
0: No. Yes. We say yes, you will come out in Jesus' name.
1: Who else is in there? What other demons are in each person? Go, gossip. If Jesus you get gossip, guys, say, I repent of all gossip and I divorce the spirit of gossip. Lilith, Lilith, come out now, you demon. Lilith, come out. Lust and abuse, come out. Beelzebub, come out in the name of Jesus. Death and pride, come out. Bo-Z, Lucifer, come out in the name of Jesus.
0: Some of these might sound weird, Al- but there's, Don Dickerman done
2: done 100,000 names.
1: He said Abalon. He's got it almost right. It's, it's um, like Abaddon,
2: mm.
1: and there's one that's like Apollyon. Yep. Come out now, you the devils. Lyle. Come out now.
0: Some of the demons might be names of people that have traumatized you or molested you or raped you because the demon takes on that personality. So oftentimes it's the name of a family member. Like, how could the demon be the name of my family? Because it's a personality. Literally demons' names yep. are their personalities. Isolation. That's a demon. Yep. So, so, I,
1: so if you've got isolation, say, I repent of isolating myself from the body of Christ because that's what that demon does. It tells you to go and isolate yourself isolation come out now in jesus name masturbation come out now slothful spirit come out now trauma come out trauma is the name of a demon guys trauma come out
2: every every
1: negative emotion has a demon name behind it everyone hatred is that a negative emotion yes does it have a demon called hatred yes spirit of hate come out spirit of hatred
0: Thank you lord isolation go in jesus Pop name. cough it out devil infertility we didn't hit that one right every spirit on the womb every curse on the womb and every spirit of infertility go in jesus name every spirit on your womb go every contract every plan to keep you barren, which is all throughout the bible we've seen women delivered the demon come out of their womb and they have kids now come out now every spirit of infertility you must go on male or female Whatever's keeping you infertile, we command you to go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come out. Anemia. We command the spirit of anemia to go right now. Come out now. Hindu spirits from my parents, we command all those spirits to go. Spirit of sabotage. Out. Go now. Fatherlessness, that's the that's spirit of abandonment. We command out. that spirit of abandonment to go. Out. Go in Jesus' name.
1: Orphan spirit, come out. Orphan go. spirit, come out. Acid reflux spirits, come out. You can just name the condition, guys. You can say diabetes come out. Spirit causing heart condition come out. You can just name the the sickness. Laziness and division come out. Death come out. Go. D- divorce in come Jesus out. Name. Pride come out. Depression come out. Literally hundreds of people are being delivered, right? Mormon now. Mormon
0: spirit. Every spirit tied to the Mormon out well, now. Mormonism is a cult. Cult so spirit we command that cult spirit to go now in Jesus' name. Every cult spirit, every false religion, which Mormonism would be a false religion, become the spirit of false religion to go now. Come out. The fogginess to go now.
1: MS. Spirit-causing MS. Come out in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Sinusitis, come out. Sinusitis, come out now.
0: Father, we just pray right now, Lord, that you fill every person that's been delivered with the Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, for every room that's been emptied out, fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Right now, you said in your word, if evil parents give good gifts, how much more does the Holy Spirit, the Heavenly Father, want to give the Holy Spirit to them that ask, So Father, right now, for those that have been delivered, I want to make sure we close it by saying, Lord, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Fill them, Lord. Fill them, anoint them right now. Every empty area, some of you feel empty now, you're lighter. I pray every empty room would be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Be anointed by the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray the gifts of the Holy Spirit would stir in you. For so long, those demons have been stopping you from going after God. And right now, I pray that you would run. I pray you'd be addicted to God's word. I pray a holy addiction to prayer, to the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. Be filled right now. Be filled right now. I pray be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Be in the name, in the name of, of Jesus. Rivers of living water. Be filled right now. Be filled I be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire right now. In Jesus' name, be filled. Be filled. Be filled in Jesus' filled. name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. What an amazing broadcast, guys, tonight. Hidden in plain sight. When is it coming out? We don't have a date yet. But we'll post about it when it's coming out. They're still working on the documentary. Some of the clips, obviously not the whole stream. Some of the clips will take small pieces from tonight. We thought you guys could get the raw interview. And then they'll clip whatever pieces they feel necessary to use. Um, We did like hours of filming for the movie coming out next week. And only several minutes are in the movie. So we're not, of course, these are just going to be small clips of whatever content is needed. But be looking to that. I also want to tell you guys, so into this broadcast. We've been live two hours and 15 minutes. We don't believe in, oh, if you give, you'll get delivered. We don't do none of that garbage. If you are blessed by what we brought tonight, by the interview, by the content, sew into the broadcast, they're not gonna want me to, but regardless, I'm sending them home with finances. I wanna bless them. They're traveling, they're driving, they're literally driving hours to do deliverances, they're meeting with people. So I wanna sew into their ministry, into what they're doing. So please, this is not, we're not beggars, we're believers. We don't twist arms here. This is all free. Everything we do is free, all of our content is free. So if you're gonna cry about, oh, they're asking to give, go cry somewhere else. We're not afraid to ask people to give. All of this has been free. You've paid for none of this. But if you're blessed by it and you're able to, then sow into what God is doing. Now, I think people that say you have to give to get delivered, I think that's garbage. I don't think ever you need yeah. to. Jesus said freely you've been given, freely you give. So you are not giving for your deliverance. You are not <laughs> giving your free or prophetic word or some garbage televangelist saying, give 999. <laughs> you're sowing because you believe in what God is doing and you want to get this message out to more people. That's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. We reached 200 million people last year or 200 million views. We want to reach 400 million this year in Jesus' name. So, yeah. so into that. Where could they follow you guys and find more of your stuff? Yeah, so
1: my wife's going to post up our Facebook, which is Matthew Alicia Morton. So Matthew- We'll post that in the
0: description too.
1: Yep, and then we can even post that short clip that we made. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. A, So we had made. So we can post that clip, and then can you go ahead and post our TikTok? Yep. We'll post, post our TikTok all that in the co- and And I'm going to get all the
0: links tonight, guys, and I'm going to put every link in the YouTube description. We're going to play a small teaser trailer- from the from the movie coming out and then there'll be of course more trailers added all that but this is an early trailer here we're going to queue this up um and then we're going to play the trailer here in just a second you want to queue that up nico the movie trailer yeah it's right here on um you'll see it on obs all right here we go blessings
1: now if you've got a spirit of witchcraft control anger lust perversion jezebel rage murder and suicide you're not going to be manifesting the perfect love of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this
0: week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiasaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram
2: at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.